Fancy Lab. Fancy Lab. Fancy Podcast lab. Fancy Lab. Fancy Podcast. Gonna talk to my friends. Fancy gonna share a lab. thought. Gonna have a laugh. That's Fancy what I thought. Lab. Fancy Lab. Fancy Lab. Podcast. Fancy Lab. Fancy Lab Podcast. Yeah. And we are back. Oh, baby. Yes. Indeed. We are back. Mm-hmm. Again. I love it when you say that, and I love it when you come into with that amount of excitement. You know? Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta be excited at the beginning of the episode because you, you know how it goes. Yeah, if we're not excited, mm-hmm. how are you gonna expect all the sweaty and deranged fans at home to get excited, or any more excited than they normally are? Right. Well, we're Lord knows they're excited. They're excited, and they're excitable. Mm-hmm. But I want to see those those beads of sweat just shoot from their pores yeah dude wouldn't that be i've always thought that'd be great if you could just not have like a a button yeah so imagine like a hose that just plugs into your arm and then you have a button and you're just like and it just pushes all the shit out of all your pores all at once a sort of poor enema poor enema yeah yeah it's just like a little you feel it's like a little hydraulic push you push down you feel the pressure and it's mm -hmm. But I'm All saying, I'm saying these beads of sweat are shooting in every direction, almost like the pins on Pinhead's head if they mm-hmm. shot out like a bullet, right? And they just start hitting people at random, and they don't hurt people, but mm-hmm. people get very annoyed. They're like, "What the, what the hell was that? I mean, that's that, was, that was your sweat. That was your sweat, and you just shot it at me. And but they just rapid fire, just keep coming. No, 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 this isn't happening. Oh, no. A sweat grenade. This is the worst. And that was a sweat grenade launcher. That was a sweat mortar round. Which is my favorite weapon in Goldeneye. Oh, the sweat grenade launcher? The sweat grenade launcher. Mm. I love the the double slaps. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Slaps only. Mm -hmm. It's weird that you use the double slaps Mm -hmm. and you're always on your knees. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just kind of go right for that groin area when you play. I'm always expecting that you're going to come in hot as odd jobs, so I just want to get right at neck level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if not, you know, if you come in as Jaws... He's still got a big-ass dick, so yeah, it still yeah, works exactly. out. exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Right. Um, well, you know, I didn't know if you knew this. GoldenEye was actually a movie franchise, um... I'm familiar with the uh, GoldenEye movie franchise. <laughs> I've, seen, well, I've seen all the GoldenEye movies. Technically, it was a video game franchise because mm-hmm. they came out with multiple GoldenEyes. None of them were successful, but I misspoke. I meant to say James Bond. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Is a movie franchise. Yes, I know. I've heard of that before. Now, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's careful what you say. Tread he, lightly. You know, I guess you could sit, consider him an A-list actor. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But let me just but let me just say this real quick: he is no Devon Sawa. He is not Devon Sawa. Yeah, that is true. As far as I can recall, Sean Connery was not in Idle Hands. No. Let's okay. You can mention whatever you know, quote unquote, films Sean Connery was in. But mm-hmm. let me mention a few that Devon Sawa was in. Okay. Are we doing it simultaneously? Yeah. Okay. Tell me when you're going to start. I'm going to start right now. Okay. Ready? Go. Idle Hands. 
Oh, I thought that I would oh, go first, for, okay. and it would be like a kind of a tennis ball game. I thought you meant simultaneously, like, oh, why don't we do it your I way? Was, It'll be easier I to I always understand. forget simultaneously. I thought simultaneously meant like one after another. That that would be like alternating. So it's going to be alternating. Let's do it that way, then. All right. Okay, ready? Idle Hands. Goldeneye. Final Destination. From Russia with Love. The Music Video Stand by Eminem. The Rock. Little Giants. Uh... Big Boys, SLC Punk, um, Judy's Little Book of Naughties, two. The second one is that is that a real one? I think the second one. I think he's in the second one. That's actually a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm gonna have to look that up in my spare time. Well, pull up the I have IMDb not heard of don't. this movie. Well, you know, do you think you've heard of every film? Damn near close. Oh, okay. Damn near close. So, but I think we've established that Sean Connery is no Devin Sawa. Yeah, exactly. You've proved your point. And I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast yet, but I just want to give a little, let's say a little plug. Oh, a little plug. Yeah, for a uh, feature film coming out starring Devin Sawa and Bruce Campbell. Ooh, when's that come out? I really don't know. Couldn't tell you. This summer. You know what? If I had to guess, I would assume it's coming out one year from now. So this in is one year. This is this might be not the best plug because the it's called because it's called grim. Black Friday. Oh, okay. So it probably is coming out sometime around Black Friday. Oh, you're thinking that? I was thinking Easter. Oh, you're thinking Ash Wednesday? Yeah, I was thinking because the ash is black. Right. Right. That. Think, okay, so you're thinking it was a Good Friday movie with a with a Thanksgiving theme. Mm-hmm. Now that's a twist that no one has really done yet. There's not enough Good Friday movies out there. There is, well, I mean, Friday, I mean, Friday was good. Friday is good. Yeah. Yeah. Friday next after Friday. next. Yep. I like to list them out of order. <laughs> I don't know about you. And I can't think of one more movie with the title Friday in it. But mm-hmm. in this feature film, which is a horror film. Oh. Um, Devin Sawa returned to his roots. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Sawa, in fact, rides a fancy lad skateboard oh boy. and uses it as a weapon in the film. Oh, well, that just sounds tasty. And now he is the proud owner of that fancy lad skateboard. Oh, man. Eight-inch uh, cat's feeding board now available on the fancy lad online store. Oh, eight-inch eight inch cat's feeding board? You, too, can ride the same board as all-star celebrity Bono. Top A actor Devin Sawa. Mm. What, what else could you want? I really don't know. I mean, how many other people do you know have been in the same movie as Rick Moranis? Uh, personally? Yeah. Oh, okay. thought you were going to say, because I was... That ride a fancy lad skateboard. Oh, wow. I Currently. Mean, that really narrows it down. Yeah. Oh, maybe, just one. Oh, maybe my Uncle Bill. Was he in a movie with Rick Moranis? Yeah. Which movie? Um, Ghostbusters? Oh, really? Who did he play? Uncle Bill Murray? Oh, you're Uncle Bill Murray. I'm stupid. That's yeah, my bad. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's my bad. He was one of the main characters. Oh, that's... Well, my my um, my um great-great-aunt uh, was also in Ghostbusters. Hmm. What was her name? Uh, she didn't have a, a, a name in it, but she was a ghost. She had a scene with uh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So they really cast a ghost for that scene. Oh, yeah. That is... Kinky. Yeah. Yeah. Did they cast ghosts for that entire movie? 
for, I mean, not the entire movie, but all the ghost parts, yeah. Because that's a lot of ghosts. I think all the living human parts were mostly played by living humans. Right. You know, maybe a few, like, ghosts, like, stacked on top of each other in a trench coat, mm-hmm. like, passing off as a real human as an extra. Could have been a ghost inside a cadaver. Oh, yeah. That's true. Having the body. That's true. They do like to do that. Yeah. I mean, can't blame them. That taxi scene, though. Ooh, I don't know where they found that ghost, mm-hmm. but hire that guy again. <laughs> that was a great scene. Get that ghost back. You think he's still alive? The ghost? No, I think he's dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> you think he's still dead? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that how that works? I don't know. For, I'm not presumably. a ghost scientist, okay. all right? Yeah, that's true. You're not a ghost scientist. We're going to have to get one on the podcast. I keep saying that. It's harder to book ghost scientists than you would expect these days. Have you been checking LinkedIn? I've been checking LinkedIn. I go to John Edwards' LinkedIn because he's the top ghost scientist in my, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about the medium, John Edwards. I'm talking about the uh, politician. And um, I go there and I see if he has any... You know, try to network through there. Haven't gotten a single response. Damn it. I know. Damn it. They've all been ghosting me, as you'd say. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh. I know that. (laughs) That that makes a lot of sense now. Mm -hmm. Well, let me just say I got big news, and I can't hold it in any longer. Is it big news because the news is large in size, or because it's exciting, or because it's news specifically about you, Big Zoe? Let's see. It is about Big Zoe. Okay. One. It is exciting. Okay. That's two. And yeah, I would say it's pretty large as well. So this is big, big, big news. Yeah. Damn. Be cubed. Your pants are securely fastened to your ass, right? Oh, yeah. Don't you worry. Because I don't want to see that thing blow out. When I tell you what I'm about to tell you. And that's what always happens when I hear exciting news. Yeah. Um, right, so I'm holding you, on. So you're familiar with the Fancy Light podcast? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so if for those at home who haven't heard of the Fancy Light podcast, mm-hmm. two idiots get together. Oh, God, they're dumb. They drink a lot of beer. Oh. Clown cheese brand beer. Yep. They make a lot of dick jokes. Occasionally, they'll talk about skating. Mm-hmm. And they happen to mention... They happen to talk a lot about the Fancy Lad van. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. And yesterday, um, a fan reached out mm-hmm. to me and said, I happened to just win a large amount of money gambling. How much would it take to fix your Fancy Lad van? And I told him, I'm not really too sure. Mm-hmm. And he said he just wanted to do something good with the money. And he said, well, what if I sent you $5,000 right now? And you tell him no? I told him no. I said, you know what, buddy? I don't need your charity. <laughs> and you, you can, you, another thing, you can fucking take that $5,000, put it all into singles, and stick it up your goddamn ass. Interesting. Now, that's not the approach I would have taken. You son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that's more in line with it. Oh, what was the approach that you would take? Listen, you son of a bitch, you can take those all in singles. Let's take them down your throat so they come out your ass. So you would do more of a Jerry Seinfeld impersonation. What? No. It sounded like Seinfeld's in the room with us. 
I know. It, it, that was kind of freaky. I was freaking myself out. So five five bozos. Yeah, and for those of you at home who aren't familiar with bozos, that means a thousand dollars. That is a thousand. That's a thousand big ones. So, I don't think you're as in shock as I thought you would be over this news. I'm trying to comprehend. So you got five thousand dollars. He sent me five thousand dollars. That's crazy to fix the van. That is insane. So you have five thousand dollars now. Got five thousand dollars. <laughs> got five thousand dollars. Got five thousand dollars. That suck. That is sick. That yeah, is very sick. Yeah, that is. This is kind of big news, so it is difficult to comprehend. I feel like it's a Christmas miracle. I mean, it could just be a holiday miracle. It could be an Xmas miracle. Let's it could say be a, it could be an XXXmas miracle. That's very possible. That's that is super possible. But I know this hasn't been done on the Fancy Lad podcast before. Mm-hmm. I think we should give him a call. Give him a give him old ring a ding. Give him a ring-a-ding, because I want to thank him mm-hmm. personally, and this person will remain nameless for their own safety, but I'm going to refer to him henceforth as, forth as Eminem, because Ooh. that happens to be his initials. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to give him a call, thank him, and see, um, just talk real quick logistics with him to mm-hmm. see if he really wants us to fix the van, mm-hmm. or if he wants us to buy a new van. We got to figure this out. That's what I'm saying. And now, do I refer to him as Mr. Eminem or just Eminem? Uh, well, Mr. Eminem kind of tosses another M in there. That's so true. So you'd have to start calling him Eminem and M. Eminem and M. Eminem and M. I wouldn't hate that. Menomena. 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 All right, well, let's give Eminem a call. Yeah, I think we should give Eminem a call. Hello, this is Matt. Hey, um, this is well. I've been referring to you as Eminem. Um, I've been referring to you as Mister Eminem. <laughs> this is uh, Big Zo and Tom Tweak here on the Fancy Lad Podcast. Hello, for real? Yeah, you're on the Fancy Lad Podcast. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, if you go, if you try to listen to it right now on your podcast feed, it's not going to work because the episode isn't out yet. Just in case you don't know how that works. Yeah, I mean, I would just just been sitting on Spotify this whole time, just hitting the refresh key over and over again. It's a waste of time, Mister Eminem. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. So Tom's been referring to you as Mister Eminem. So okay. when I when I talk about you, I have to refer to you as Eminem Eminem. <laughs> okay. Uh, honor and a privilege to be here. The the pleasure's all mine. Let oh, me just. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to. I just wanted to say, even though we're not face to face. In some sort of, uh, you know, person, more personal way, thank you. I, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. It was, it's the most unbelievable thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, it really is a crazy thing. And uh, we are really do appreciate it quite a bit. It is hard to uh, wrap our minds around almost. <laughs> and well, my. My pleasure. And I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll edit this all out if you don't want to go into the logistics of it. But what? How? What was the game? What was the gambling game? Was it Keno? Uh, no, 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 believe it or not, it was a slot machine. Whoa! Wow! 
Now I've heard it all. That is crazy. A good old-fashioned slot machine. Yep. Damn. Tom here, he loves the sluts. Yeah, right. But then you th- you throw the extra boop on top and turn that U into an O. Not that interested. <laughs> I don't make it a habit to go to uh, the casino, but uh, you know, every once in a while I find myself there. So got lucky this time, and I figured uh, I'd rather not have that money just sitting in my bank account where I'll just, I don't know. You know I was in a giving mood, so... Well, been hearing over and over again on your podcast that your van's broken, so I thought, uh, hey, it's a perfect chance to get you guys uh, skating all around, uh, all over the place. Well, you are an angel sent from God knows where. Yeah, God, God would know, or maybe God, who knows if God has anything to do with it. But a gosh darn saint, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saint Eminem. Mm-hmm. I'm christening them right now. Ah, uh, they do exist. I do exist. Ah, <laughs> uh, you you know that old Eminem commercial, right? Uh, which one are you thinking? The one where Santa Claus pops in and he sees yep. the two Eminems, and the Eminems look at him and they go, "Oh my God, he does exist!" And then he goes, oh, and he goes, yeah, "They yeah. do exist." You see, I always thought growing up that. Santa said, I do exist. And then he fainted. <laughs> he was having an existential crisis. Because he was so blown away <laughs> by the fact that he was Santa Claus. That's a very, very heavy candy commercial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially for like a holiday. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Matt. Uh, I'm sorry. This is, uh, this is crazy. I was literally just listening to your podcast like five minutes ago. So, oh yeah, which which, which app were you listening to? Uh the Wedgwood. Wow, that's Wedgwood. by far my favorite. That... I've, I've probably listened to that twenty to thirty times. That is wow. a deep I mean, cut. It's uh, it is my favorite episode by far. It's wow. Big your your Bill Burr impersonation. First time I heard that, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was la- I had to stop oh god i'm gonna have to run that one back sometime uh, that is funny <laughs> we'll we'll tell that piece of shit wedgwood that you liked this episode mm-hmm. and then uh oh what's that that joke you had oh i i thought you, you said you wanted corona i didn't know you meant the beer man yeah <laughs> 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 Uh, that I don't is... know what it is about that, but every time I hear it, I just, I laugh so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't been going for the intentional bad jokes uh, as of recently. They've all just been unintentional. Yeah, I know. He's really just been covering <laughs> so much ground with the un- unintentional ones that he hasn't needed to. <laughs> well, Eminem, I mean, which is weird because you're also from a very close area to the actual Eminem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we... Get the van fixed. First place we're going to go is drive out to you. After the gas station. Okay. After the gas station. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe we'll pop an eight mile or something. Okay. Well, yeah, you probably don't want to go directly to me because it's in the middle of middle of rural Michigan. There's probably not a lot of spots unless you like skating on dirt. 
we do like skating on dirt. We love dirt. We can't get enough dirt. Every time Tom sees some dirt, he starts putting it in his mouth. I go, give me more dirt! <laughs> yum, 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 yum. And me, as you might know from the podcast, I love Joe, Joe dirt. dirt. Yeah, of course. <laughs> there's, something that, there's something about you. When, when you look at Big Zoe, it just screams, I love Joe Dirt. Mm-hmm. So this is the last thing that I, I just wanted to ask you. And, you know, it's weird that I saved it for on air. But mm. now you sent the money specifically because you want us to keep the fancy lad van alive. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just honestly, it's there for you to use however you want. Honestly, I just figured to, you needed a ride. So there's some money for a ride if you want to fix it, if you want to. I don't know, buy a new one or whatever. Excellent. Because I talked to my mechanic friend, and this is what he suggested. He said, told me, this is what he recommended, me taking it to an actual Dodge dealership mm-hmm. and having them analyze it and what's wrong with it. And then tell me, because if it is something um, and they try to fix it, then if they don't fix it, it'll be covered under warranty. Um, but... So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring it, see what they say, and then judging upon that, either try to fix it, which I might because it is my baby. And you don't just, you know, when you have a child, you don't just throw it in the garbage. Oh. You don't just throw it in a scrap pile and just go pick up another one, you know? I've been Uh, doing this wrong. Tom, why are you sweating so much right now? God, I mean... (laughs) I don't know. I think did you turn up did you turn up the heat in here? The, no, the heat's off oh, and so geez. are all the lights. I need to take off my long johns. Uh yeah. Dude, you're not wearing anything under those. Oh god, that's just my skin. Why is it so oh, why is it so soggy? Malleable. Oh, it is very malleable. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. It almost looks like you're wearing pajamas, but it's just your skin. I'm just gonna leave that for now. Yeah, you should get some like safety pins or something, clip that together. Oh, that's gonna look punk as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That is cool. That is going to be a pretty good look. Damn. Um, Oh, my God. This is unreal. So it's it's a it's a one of a kind. uh, This whole thing has re uh, restored my faith in the human race. There you go. Oh, yeah. This whole this whole occurrence. Yeah, no worries. I mean, uh, everybody needs a helping hand every once in a while. And uh... I don't know. It's really just as simple as that. I, I don't know. I don't really know what to say either. It must be just because it must have been something to do with the dawning of the age of Aquarius, too. It had to be. It had to be. Those planets aligning. It was in the stars. Oh, man. The stars know best. Those damn planet stars. We're talking Sean Connery. We're um, talking David Devin Sawa. <laughs> We're talking David Duchovny. Mm-hmm. Star of Californication. Oh, my goodness. Don't get me started on Californication. Flea. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Anthony Needix. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. Oh, uh, yeah. Anthony Needix. I'm assuming if Anthony Needix was there, then Stanley Pudix. You know Stanley Pudix. He's, he's there. right behind him. You, right you behind know him. you know what I'm saying about the, the dune buggy, right? About the Pudix. They're he's trying right to, behind They're him. trying to do their own version of uh like of stop making sense and they got uh Stanley Pudix. Yeah, to direct it. Yeah, to direct it. Didn't work out right. though. And Anthony Needix is all like, and there's Flea. There's Flea. He's slapping the bass. He's slapping it. He's also only wearing uh, a sock. 
Yeah, well, you know what the Red Hot Chili Brothers You know what like. they look like. You know what they look like. <laughs> I don't know why we're telling you. You're Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh we, have, we have we have, we talked about Devin Sawa, the titular Stan, and now we have titular Eminem on the podcast. Oh, my God. How did I not even put that together? This is what it's like <laughs> when worlds collide. Oh, my God. It really is what it's like. Well, Eminem, thanks mm-hmm. again. Um... Thanks a million. Mark my words. We are going to load up a van. Oh, yeah. And we are going to hightail it over there. You like Monopoly? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There we go. We're there playing go. Monopoly. We're playing Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, I'll try and uh, learn how to skateboard a little bit before you guys get here. Just worry about the Monopoly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You can be our personal filmer while we're out there. Okay. We'll put Sounds you good. we'll put you to work. It'd be an honor. Well, thanks again and you know what? I'll be in touch. All right. And Sounds I hope good. you have a great, you know, great holiday, great rest of the year. And an even better 2021. Oh, yeah, 2021. Here yeah. we come. Well, I hope we all have a better 2021. That would be nice. I agree. All right. Well, Eminem, again, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, guys. And I'm sorry to cut you off. I am so sorry. Oh, what? I was going to say you're welcome back on the podcast anytime. But what were you going to say? No, I was I was finished. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, it's just Tom <laughs> put in an edit point there to cut that out. All right, Tom. <laughs> All right, here we go. Just edit yep. point here. All right. All right, perfect. All right, he put in the point. Don't worry. No one's ever going to hear the light of day of that, so. Or something. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks again, bud. Yeah. It's great talking to you. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one. Well, there you have it. Miracles do exist. They do. And the miracle man, Mr. Eminem himself, does exist. It's true. And, you know, before we bring on our very special guest, Mm -hmm. I think that we should take a quick break and maybe count our blessings. Count our blessings, Mm -hmm. but maybe even grab, hell, I don't know. A Clown Shoes brand beer, which is one of my blessings that I was going to count anyway. Mm, mm, so I was just going to start with that. Yeah, let's go grab some. All right, sounds great. Uh, yeah. After a long week of work, I like to relax by trimming my bonsai tree. And when that starts to really piss me off, I crack open an ice cold Clown Shoes brand Zen Garden New England India Pale Ale. Mmm, nothing helps realign my chakras like the full bodied hazy flavor of a Clown Shoes brand Zen Garden IPA. And nothing helps me focus on my bonsai garden. Oh, f. f-, f-, f-. Ow. Oh, f-. Nothing helps me focus more than a Clown Shoes brand Scent Garden IPA. The combination of wheat and oat in a malt bill, plus a steady stream of hop additions, makes for... Oh, f***! Oh, sh- oh, my, oh, oh. God. No, this is bad. Oh, my God. It's bleeding so bad. Oh, my God. I think my blood's really thin because of the 7% IPAs I've been drinking. Call my mom. Call my mom. To find out more about Clown Shoes Beer and where you can get it, visit www.clownshoesbeer.com. Uh, yeah.
And we are back. Oh, we are back. And oh, man, that was such a good break. It's one of those breaks you dream about. Oh, man, I've been dreaming about breaks quite a bit recently. Yeah, you've been telling me. I know. And I can't I just can't stop. It's one of those things. Reoccurring dreams. I can't I can't book a, a what is it, a psychiatrist, psychologist. I can't book any of them right now. Yeah. And you know, I'm just dream envy because I can't remember remember my dreams personally. But mm. you know, something I've been dreaming about here. Oh yeah. Oh boy, is that that sounds like a Clown Shoes brand beer? Oh yeah, that's uh that's our sponsor right there, Clown Shoes brand beer. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, Bubble Farm IPA. Ooh, classic Bubble mm-hmm. Farm IPA. Mm-hmm. Gotta love that one. I actually grabbed a Clown Shoes brand beer myself. Oh really? Oh yeah. I did. Oh yeah, I could tell by the sound. Mm-hmm. What what's, what kind is that? Oh, this one? Yeah. Uh, 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 rainbows are real. Again. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know at home, uh, Bubble Farm IPA, also referred to as Bub Daddies. You got a couple Bub Daddies. Mm-hmm. Yo, pick me up a six or a Bub Daddies. Mm-hmm. But without further ado, let's introduce our very special guest. Oh, yeah. Patrick Nagy. How's it going, guys? Very good. It's going well. How are you? I'm doing well. I, I was very excited to hear about the Clown Shoes beer. I actually, I love Clown Shoes. Uh, really? Where's that brewery from? Is that is that a Michigan brewery? Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, Boston, Boston. Boston. Okay. There's, there's a different one, kind of similar to that name, I think, out of Michigan. But Clown Shoes I have had before, and I do enjoy it quite a bit. I am uh, one of those IPA connoisseur type guys. So you appreciate the craft breweries? I do. I do. I mean... Uh, who doesn't like beer that actually tastes good? Exactly. Uh, there is something about it that is just so so likable. <laughs> Do you remember what the uh, the the exact uh, you know kind of clown shoes it was? I do not off the top of my head. I think I've had a couple different ones, but I, I, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, out here in California, you 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 don't find clown shoes too much out here right now, but hopefully soon. Yeah, it's a small small operation but mm-hmm. you know it i it's gonna be tough for you because you're out there in california but you'll be uh i think excited to hear that they are making a fancy lad skateboards exclusive brand session ipa mm-hmm. oh nice i do yeah. enjoy the session ipas i'm right i'm way into uh west coast ipas right now which i don't know they're just they're a little bit more i guess like a dry type ipa if i had to describe it as anything yeah, yeah. And one of the best things about IPAs is, uh, I believe Jimmy Fallon said it once, it made my drinking into a hobby. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it did for a lot of people. I feel like that was a big thing, like maybe seven or eight years ago, everyone was like, oh, IPAs. And now everyone's like, now we can talk about, like, I had, like, I had, like, eight, these eight different beers last night. These are what I had. Now, instead of, like, being like, oh, wow, you drank a lot of IPAs last night, it's like, oh, you... We're uh, exploring the different uh, sections of your palate. Right. Well, now, we, well, now we can be just as snotty as wine drinkers. Oh, yeah. yeah. But still cooler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we all came up drinking probably junk beer or whatever, you know. Like, oh, yeah. I'm a big Miller guy. If I'm going to be slumming it, one of those things. But when, once you get into the, the higher end stuff. I had yeah. a tough time during the meeting talking. He was... I have a tough time talking about the uh, the profiles in the you know what ABV I wanted and all that stuff. Right. So, you know, it it would have helped. Would have helped to have a uh, 
a like beer, a base a beer, knowledge. Yeah, yeah. A beer snob like yourself, you know, as I like to call. Oh it. yeah, well, you know, if you if you're in around the sixty or seventy range, you're probably going to have like a nice taste in beer. You get up to ninety, it gets a little gets a little hoppy. You know, you're getting mm. a little rough up in there. You know, it's 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 still good, but you got to be ready for it. Right. Yeah. yeah, they got a lot of double IPAs, but. You know, enough about our, our fantastic sponsor, Clown Shoes Brand Beer, which mm. we love so much. Oh, man. We love drinking it. Yep. Oh, God, it's good. Yeah. I just, you know, I asked you to be on because I'm a huge fan of Black Label mm-hmm. skateboards, mm-hmm. and you seem to be an integral part of the brand, at least from the only, well, one of my favorite videos of all time, Label Kills, which you have editing credit on, and... Yeah, I guess I just want to ask how you just got to start working for the brand and how long you were working for them, if you still do. I don't uh, know. I don't know anything about you, really. <laughs> yeah. I'm that guy. Uh, I always describe myself as the guy everybody in the industry knows, but they're not sure why they know me. Mm-hmm. Like at trade shows and stuff like that. Everybody, I'd always be that guy where people go, hey. And that's pretty much, you just get, hey, because they don't really know my name. Yeah, "Ah, yeah." that guy. That guy. It's the black label guy. I'm always the black label guy. Or Lucero's other half of his brain. Mm -hmm. Go with that whatever logic. Um, I started out, I mean, back in the 1900s, I was uh, doing little skateboarding videos and things like that. Uh, And then I did this video magazine called Progression which I don't know if anybody remembers. But right. It was kind of like a poor man's 411. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Logic. I Yeah, Logic and was Digital. Right. There was an issue of progression that had a fake dummy slam in it, right? Um, I don't hmm. I don't know. I mean, if if it did, it probably had Josh Casper or something involved with it. I'm not sure. It was like <laughs> um the classic like put a uh you know what do you call those things in uh the windows that wear clothes with that a mannequin uh, yeah mannequin they made a movie out of it called mannequin oh yeah, um, yeah 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 it was a classic put a mannequin on a skateboard and toss it down a gap sort of thing i, I don't know if, i mean they might have done that after i left because uh, hmm. they were still making them after i left uh, have well to- basically in, in like 2000 i ended up selling an ad to John Lucero from Black Label. And uh, he gave me a call one day, and I thought he was going to ask me about the ad, and he asked me about making a video for him. Because um, one of my best friends growing up is this guy, Jub. I don't know if you remember Jub. Oh, do we remember Jub? Of course. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about all the writers from Label Kills. Oh, Jub. my God, Jub. So you Jub mean- and I, we're by, like, we knew each other since children, like, Back in Michigan, I'm from just outside of Flint, Michigan, born and raised. You might notice the Detroit. Michigan. What Detroit. what is it with this? This every everyone we have on the podcast is from Michigan. Well, <laughs> you don't know this, but we just were talking to somebody in the intro mm-hmm. that we had never met before. Fan of the podcast, fan of the podcast from Michigan. Oh and yeah, this person who will remain nameless, but we will call them Eminem. Yep. This benevolent creature mm-hmm. uh, won, I don't know how much money, gambling in a slot machine and decided to donate. Uh, we've been having a lot of van trouble and haven't been able to tour at all. Also COVID. But mm-hmm. 
you know, um, and decide to donate a large uh, amount of money to help us fix or get another van. So, Yell Exit, Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't don't know. There's a lot of Michiganders out there. We we tend to migrate, you know, harsh winters and everything like that. Especially the California dream. I always wanted to get out of there, that's for sure. So, I moved out here in 94, and I've been here ever since. Oh, damn. So, you and Jub. Well, I made Jub's video that he gave to a rep for giant distribution the black label was with at the time mm-hmm. and, and and i was definitely a jerk about it because i remember him going oh i gave uh gave my tape to the guy for black label and i, I think i said at the time you're not going to get on black label that's crazy you know black mm-hmm. label at that time was really picking up they just got like matt hensley and solomon aga and all these guys all these classic guys and mike v was on there and yeah. You know, I knew Jub since he was a kid. So even though I knew he was rad, you still get that friend thing going, eh, ah, you know, that's that's for pros. Right. You're, you're like, you're my friend. Yeah. You know, so. But, did the did the Jub sponsor me tape, did it have a Jub drop in it? Um, I'm sure it did. I mean, he was always doing that. It was, I love that. He thought that was easy. He thought it was stupid. Like, every time we put that in a video, he goes, ah, it's that's dumb. Anybody can do that. I'm like, nobody else is doing that. I yeah. mean, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I mean, anyone can do it, but no one can do it off of a two story building. Yeah. Well, there was like this one spot. It was off the back of a Costco and you, you go off the roof onto a storage shed. Then you had to go off the storage shed. The storage shed from the roof was not that high. I could do that gap, but I would always stop before the edge. Mm-hmm. And he's always like, yeah, just right off it. It's no problem. All you do is fall. I'm like yeah, but it's it's really high and it hurts a lot. Like, <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that. But he always did that stuff. But it turns out the sponsor me tape, it was a VHS tape, and I think there was a glitch in it, like a digital, just like static. Mm-hmm. And John saw that and liked the video. He thought like that was something I did on purpose. So he's like, hey. Can you, this is my John impression. Hey, can you do that uh, static thing that you did on this video? And I'm like, yeah, man, I can do that. You know, I'm totally lying. I don't even know what yeah. he's talking about. I'm like, yeah, dude, totally. Like, oh, that's cool, man. So, yeah, they brought me on to film and edit label kills, you know, 20, almost, tw- what? Yeah, 20 years ago. And uh, that was it. I, I just started working there full time and doing I, I was first i was just the filmer and then after a while he's like hey can you do graphics i'm like i don't know i guess and then i started doing graphics and then, yeah mm-hmm. can you do a website and i guess you know so then i kind of began you know like you know in skateboarding there's no money not that much yeah kind of gotta do everything right so i became like the resident computer nerd that could do whatever you needed done but back to the glitch real quick do you think that that glitch was kind of like uh i heard christian svitek in his sponsor me video he has that clip of him 50 50ing into that wall right and i heard john lucero that's why they sponsored him was because he liked that one clip uh, do you think would, that was would, the thing he was like you guys have the punk credibility with that glitch right there right right 
No, I mean, I, I would absolutely agree. That's most likely what John liked the most out of VTEC sponsoring tape. Because I think that clip was from, I think that was actually used in a different video for Invisible or something like that. Maybe. Mm. And John saw that and he's like, oh, we got to put that in the video. And then it was in the industry section for Black Label in a 411. Yeah. Like, well, we got to put it in Label Kills too. John loved that clip. Yeah. I don't it's, think Invisible was still a company at that time. Laban's it, company? It might not have been, but I mean, John loved that clip. He really loves VTech falling on his face and busting his teeth out. Mm-hmm. Um, he loved, uh, he absolutely loved Jub's big, you know, the one that we filmed for Label Kills where he rides off and just does a death drop. And kind of lands avoids the, the, uh, the dinosaur eggs there, as I call it. Yeah, yeah, he loved the hell out of that one. We used to drive around during lunch and he'd always point the rooftops and go, yeah. Think Joe could do that? You think you could ride off of that thing? Yeah. You know, you just point out random things, which now you see kids in videos. You're like, oh, they no, they're really doing that. That jump drop was filmed really well. Did you film that? I did not film that one. That was on an amateur trip that I didn't go on. That was filmed by Ricky Biedenbaugh, aka the dude. Mm. And because um, he loved his white Russians. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if that's why, but uh, Ricky's been around for a long time, and. Um, I'm trying to remember who filmed the other angle. You know, Melcher might have filmed one of the other angles, actually. Mm. Uh, and I think Joe Brooks shot the photos of it. Another Michigan guy. So you actually did that glitch was actually... Because a lot of the editing in the video, it's a one-of-a-kind looking video because of all of the, like, film flutters. And you do have, like, the, like, sort of, like, yeah, static television. So that was directly, like, you edited that because of that right it was a yeah. direct correlation yeah. i mean it was john john definitely was hands-on with the direction like he knew what he wanted to see and he's like oh i like all that stuff i like you know film looking stuff and i like vhs glitches and doing all that and we, we spent like a good four months editing that thing like mm-hmm. i mean i was living at the warehouse at the time i was basically homeless so i was living in this little spot upstairs called the crack shack and you know, wake up and work all day and go to the sleep cra- cold warehouse. The crack shack, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's funny because uh, Abe has a one-man tent that he calls the whack shack. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I th- it might be for different reasons, though. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I, I don't know. The crack shack looked like it could be used for that same reason, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah, growing up, it was really weird. Uh, you know, I for some reason... I would always skate the this local prefab park and my friend Punk Rock Sam had these two videos that I'd go over his house and watch every day and one of them was label kills the other one was photosynthesis. Oh nice. But, yeah, which is very polar opposite when you right, think about right. those two videos. But the label kills video like you were mentioning with Jub, what I still love to this day is the fact that it has all of those it just seems like besides the pros in that video, it is such a ragtag group of hometown heroes that are just have this hard headed skating. And it has just like, there's so much character in Jub skating and Ben Gilly. Ben Gilly still, I've mentioned one of my favorite handrail skaters just because he seems like he's just, it's all heart. Well, he he is uh, odd in the sense that, like, he changed while 
that was going on. His first blasphemy videos, he rode at rails really slow. Mm-hmm. But like, and he would, he would come up on them slow and he could just get on them and he had this weird style where he'd like climb on it almost, you know? Like that, like that ender that he has. Yeah, I yeah. That's his ender, I mean, where he just uh, gets on at the tippy top. Right. Just takes the that, whole thing. That was like the first box John sent him. He sent back a video clip, two angles of him, 50-50 a, a 20-stair handrail. Mm-hmm. But you're like, wow, this that's something else, you know? And But he told me one time, he goes, oh, I like uh, 14 stairs and up because I think smaller rails are scary. I'm like, well, that's like the opposite of normal. Logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he would get on rails, even if he slammed, he would like tackle the rail. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I almost felt bad for the railing. Yeah. He, he was like, he used to be a backyard wrestler. Like, oh, oh really? coming up in skateboarding he would be like seriously the dude out there with the trash cans and all that crazy stuff so he would literally tackle handrails yeah and we have a f- he started bashing himself in the head and then filmers started getting really nervous around him yeah was that always a like normal thing for him like bash himself it, in the head thing yeah was that like a once every like so often where he really had to get worked up or is every sesh he's hitting himself in the head with a skateboard you know i, I don't know i, I I don't know if he did that when he was younger, but it didn't come out for a while on Black Label. And on one trip, he just, he was really frustrated. Um, you might actually see the first one in, in his intro in Label Kills when he falls on the wall and yep. gets up and he's just like, boom, slams it. And everybody around, like, they uh, they were like, oh, what, you all right, dude? Like, what what's going on? You know, because that was yeah. very dramatic and sudden. It was, nobody saw it coming, that's for sure. And then after that, I guess that was just his thing. It was like his hockey temper, kind of like, you know, I'm going to take it it's out a, on my own forehead. It's a weird, uh, I guess there's some sort of weird connection between wrestling and skating because we mm. happen to know a skater who became a professional wrestler. Right. Yeah, Darby Allen. Yeah, Yell Exit. Yell Exit Darby Allen. And then, of course, you have the Mike V. Oh, right. Yeah, the Mike V. With his professional Mike, wrestling. Or, uh, john actually built special skateboards for those they were hollowed out so when mm-hmm. oh yeah they'd explode on them. see i knew wrestling was fake tom dude i hope i didn't blow anything for anybody you know like oh dang it no it's all real it's all real guys yeah the um this is one of my favorite editing moments well, you mentioned the when ben, ben gillies hit in his head a steps on his board freeze frame the slayer song kicks in mm-hmm. but going from the like the very the juxtaposition of going from the very light uh and like happy go lucky kind of sounding uh matt hensley song into right. that uh very oh, dark yeah. slayer ben gilly song that must have been a conscious edit uh yeah yeah because you know, we were talking about it. I always like editing kind of like a song. Like I think about it like, yo, you know, come out with some hits. And it's like, a, you know, like if you're in a band, you want to come out a little, get everybody up, stuff like that. But then you got, you know, we're going to throw some ballads and some nice sweet stuff in there in the middle. And then at a certain point, you're like, all right, we're getting towards the end. So we got to start picking this thing up again, you know. I'm not saying that Hensley is like a mellow thing because Hensley's one of my favorite skaters of all time. And it, right. You got the old song. It's it's legendary, but bring out a kid that nobody's ever heard of, and he's actually a monster. Yeah, that's that's exciting, you know. Yeah, 
I mean, the Pogue song, you know, with the, uh, I think it has an accordion in it, right? Yeah. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if just because there's images of him playing an accordion, if I made that up in my head. No, but, that, there definitely is. I mean, we we kicked around the idea of using a Flogging Molly song, but then John's like, no, no, we got to use a Pogue song because it's different. Got to um, keep it classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, John, like I said, John was very hands-on on that entire production. He He... He definitely directed the entire thing. Yeah. Was it Hensley's idea to get some some pool footy? He's like, you know, no, I'm really good at billiards. That's, that's usually John. John will do things like he'll come to your house and he'll be like, hey, let's shoot this. And let's do, okay, you got to do a couple skateboard tricks. And then Hensley's like, I, we got like this little box over here. And he comes up with some weird idea and stuff like that, you know. Because Matt, you know. He doesn't skate a lot. He's a very busy guy. You know, he's always on tour and stuff like that. And even back then, the fact that we had a Matt Hensley part, there hadn't been a Matt Hensley part since, since an H Street video at that point. Yeah. Yeah. He had like the retirement plan B video. Right. Yeah. That was which, 1993. So seven years before. Yeah. Which 93 to two, uh, no, wait. Yeah. To 2000. It seems longer than seven years, but it was seven years before. And uh, and the guy's a legend. Yeah, yeah. A couple of things in like a Duff's video in '95, but is is the first time that that was one of the coolest things about that video for me because I grew up skating. You know, I I started a little bit late. I started in 1990, but growing up through, skating through the '90s and so that now I get to work with Salman Ga, Matt Hensley, Mike Valley, uh, Wade Spire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just all these legendary dudes that suddenly you're, you're surrounded by, you know, Omar's there and all these guys. And you got the new guys coming up, you know, I got Jub with me. So that's always great. Alfaro I've known since he was a toddler because progression kind of found him in a weird way. Um, and he was like the little wonder kid and then Melcher out of Chicago and Pat Smith out of New York. It was a pretty eclectic crew and it was a, it was a big crew, you know, like, Oh, we also had uh, Wes Lott, who was like a local hometown kid, you know, that when he got on, he was listening to Minor Threat, little straight edge kid. Yeah. But he was pretty rad, real chomper. Did you, um, well, you know, just, let me just say one last thing about, yeah, just the, uh, yeah, John Lucero's genius for that, uh, even the the Wade Spire, or Spire um, the trucking footage, the 18-wheelers. Yeah, and then the the Ender hopping over it. Um, that was that was all me. I filmed all that. Was that all your idea? The building. Well, or... No, no. We just kind of had the idea. Of like uh, John wasn't with me on that part. He's like, "Why don't you go up, stay with Wade?" I went and stayed with Solomon out. He was at the point at that point living out in the middle of nowhere. And I went and stayed with Wade, and he was living up kind of by Ripon Skate Park and all that in Northern California. Um, and then. We just got up in the morning, went out and filmed him getting in his truck, filmed him doing all this stuff. Um, there's a lot of footage in this part I didn't film. I'm not going to name what famous photographer filmed it, but my God, that guy got some shaky hands. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but the the truck jump thing, we we went to, um, you know, Fox Motor Clothes. Yeah. Motorcycle racing. Yep. So Wade's always done motocross, and he's good friends with John Fox. So he's always been endorsed by Fox and they're like, yeah, come on out. We'll build you these ramps and you can jump the truck. 
And man, they built them so steep. Because you look at the mega ramp now and all that stuff, and people are jumping all sorts of things. But that kicker ramp was like straight up. And then the lander is just this platform over here. So yeah, it's almost like a vert kicked. ramp. Yeah, he's getting kicked so high over it. And every, he said it was so weird because every time he thought he was going to hit his truck, he's like, oh, I feel like I'm barely clearing it, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm like, dude, you are like 12 feet above the, the stacks. I mean, like, you're not going to hit it unless you kick your board down or something like that. I'm just worried about you crushing your knees on the way on the other side, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty hectic, but it was, it was a pretty fun thing to do. And then yeah. you got to be the cover of Big Brother magazine, so that was really cool. I remember that. But also the I guess this this is like this is such an iconic thing that at this point that I was just curious I'm just so curious who comes up with all these ideas, but the Mike V pushing part. Oh, okay. Well that that's an interesting part. Very uh either loved or hated. I've heard both sides, you know, some people really like it, some people are like that's the worst thing I ever saw because <laughs> what, it's not what, your typical trick part. Yeah. When it came out, I feel like I didn't fully appreciate it, but now I love it. Now I think it's a, a work of art. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the, the, the story with that one is Mike was supposed to film for the video and Mike is Mike. So Mike's always on tour and I'm not, not talking like black old wars. Mike's on Mike V tours. Like he's, always setting up his own stuff. They'll usually drive have camera guys, all this stuff. Yeah. And then he breaks his foot like on tour. He breaks. I don't think he broke his leg. He broke like a, a, quite a few, like a couple of different bones in his foot and he's in a cast and all that stuff. So he finally tells John, he's like, all right, I, I'm going to cut my cast off my leg and we're going to go film. And then John's like, well, you got to wait so we can film. You cut the cast off. And we're going to put that in the part. And then they'll explain everything why you're not like hitting it crazy, you know, because your foot's broke. So we get out there, we go to his house and Mike's like, Oh, I already cut the cast off. And, <laughs> and John's like, well, that, that was the concept. We were going to film you do that. So now people would know why. And he's like, ah, forget about it. Forget about it. So if you look at his ankle, he's got like a little wrap on it or something like that. Or just like tapes up one foot. And we go out, we film for three days around downtown LA coming through the garment districts. We tried to go through some of the bigger areas like right by Staples Center and stuff like that. But the streets are so big that with a fisheye lens, it looks like you're kind of out in the open. We wanted everything to feel really enclosed. So we were going through like the tightest streets we could find. I'm on like a filmer board with the big softy wheels. I'm pushing for my life. And that dude, you just can't keep up with him, man. He's, he is a machine. I mean, I'm probably, I mean, I'm older now, but I mean, I'm probably like a good seven years younger than Mike or something like that. And he was whooping my ass. I was like 25 years old at that point. Yeah. And I, I'm falling behind. I got hit by a car. Like one bumped me in the butt and knocked me right off the board and into the sidewalk. And While filming his part. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We didn't put that in. We go by a bus and I just like take the camera and swipe the bus side with it. I told him, I'm like, you go wherever you're going to go. And even if we get hit, in traffic, I'll be right behind you. I just put my head down and kept pushing. I didn't think about it. And what was cool about that, the couple things in that part happened by accident. There's one shot, I don't know if you remember it, we're going down an alley, a guy sets down a trash can, just a little plastic trash can, Mike ollies it and we keep going. 
that just happened. We didn't know that guy. It wasn't set up. Like we're just coming through and this guy sees us and just sets down the trash can for him. Like, like clears it and we just keep trucking. We never went back and talked to him or nothing. Just gone. Yeah. And then there's um, another shot where I got ahead of him and he just kicks his board out at me and his board comes spinning up towards the camera and then catches up to it and keeps going. None of that was planned. I was going to mention that trick. We call it that trick. We call the bottle cap. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Classic, classic like bottle that. cap. And we love that trick. Mm-hmm. That was actually, I remember that being one of my favorites. And I remember kids doing that trick at the skate park because of that part. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I could not do, I could not film that again that way if I wanted to. I mean, it was just worked out perfectly that I got ahead of him and the board slides up to the lens and then goes back to him. Mm-hmm. Because I was still moving away from him, you know, so it was just happy accident. And then but, on the third day, I'm I'm so whooped I can barely move, and I'm like, dude, can we just like keep it to these little spots? And that's when we started. That's when he started doing tricks. Mm-hmm. But he still has a broken foot the entire time. He's so was that the- three days of pure pushing that you were yeah. filming? Yep. Wow. Three full days. What I wouldn't give to see those raw tapes. Uh, John's got all the tapes. Um, all right. I don't know John at all, but I'm going to try to reach out to him and get him to release those tapes. Yeah, release yeah. those tapes. John's got all the tapes and I got all the drives. Nice. Oh, boy. So did did Mike come up with the idea of just pushing? Because I didn't know if it was inspired by the song because it works so good with the song. Yeah, it, that was kind of Mike's idea. It was, it was like something they came up with together because Mike had a broken foot, you know, and then we were going to do a different song and then, when we got in his car the first day, he's like, we got to play this song. And he had that song. He's like, this Rollins song. Like, okay. You know, yeah. and we went out before, before he broke his foot, we filmed the Baldy stuff. And that was like the, the intro Mount Baldy full set pipe to, stuff set to kiss. Yeah. My favorite kiss song. Yeah. Yeah. God of thunder. And at Which that is... point, I remember I had like one of those huge hematomas in my arm. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. I was slamming into so many people at a skate park one time and just got all this blood built up in my arm and I'm filming and we're, we're on, on that gap that he's going to ollie over. And there was a piece of, uh, uh, what am I thinking of? Like, uh, do, you know, the stuff that's on the side of the road, not a guardrail. Yeah. Kind of a guardrail piece of guardrail metal part just over the gap. And I'm balanced in the middle of that thing, holding on for dear life with the VX mm-hmm. and he always passed me. And when I, we got done, I looked at my arm and the whole thing shifted down to my hand. So like the, the blood just settled and went down to my, I had this huge Popeye hand. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and another thing, like Mike was so come and go. Like you had to, you had to be ready. His first line in that full pipe where he does the Miller flip at the end. And it looks like he skates into heaven. It's overexposed yeah. because I set the exposure for the inside of the pipe. We weren't, he wasn't supposed to do a trick out of the pipe. He was supposed to just ride down the pipe. And then at the end, you know, we were going to change the exposure and get a couple tricks. Mm-hmm. He just did that Miller flip first try. And I'm like, can you do that again? He's like, ah, we'll come back and get it later. We just never did. So, <laughs> Well, it looks great. A, ha- a <laughs> yeah. happy accident, yeah. you could say. Yeah, um, there's, there's quite a few of those in that. Was this a video where the where the riders mainly chose the music, or was it mainly all Lucero and you? Uh, it's mostly it's, it's Lucero and me. There's a couple guys that picked out their stuff. I think, uh, Pat Smith picked his, his song, Alternative Ulster. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. Um, 
I picked out Slayer for Gilly because I'm I grew up a metal guy. I was a big mm-hmm. Slayer fan, and uh, yeah, we picked out a lot of it. I got, what about I, Jub's uh, ministry song? Jub picked that out, and That's there was sick. a little oh, yeah, bit Jub. of uh, there was a little bit of controversy with that. Was there, Lucero just like, no, I can't do this industrial bullshit, man? No, no, no. Maybe I shouldn't tell this story. I don't know. Uh, there was another guy in another video that used that song and Jub ended up, he's like, oh, I just really want to use it. So he used it, you know, mm-hmm. and then that guy got really mad at him for it. Mm. So. <laughs> and then years later, um, Ragdoll from Blackout reuses the Search and Destroy song in Pigwood and mentions that he's reusing it and doesn't care. Right. And almost um, all that footage was black label footage. Oh, for the Pigwood video? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was supposed to be his back in black part. Interesting. That is one of my favorite parts. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have the original stuff for some reason anymore, but I know uh, Shark Attack has it, Grant Schubert. So he has, he has everything that he films. Mm-hmm. Grant was our, our in-house filmer for Blackout and uh, Back in Black and Label Live. And did, he filmed a lot of the Dwayne stuff, too. Yeah. Did Adams, the kid, Jason mm-hmm. Adams, the did, kid. did he pick Devil Went Down to Georgia? No, that was a Lucero pick. That, makes, that checks out. And did you ever <laughs> notice... Did you ever notice that the Ennio Morricone intro for Jason Adams is a lot like the Ennio Morricone intro for Jamie Thomas in Dying to Live? I have noticed that. I've uh, actually heard about... Actually, no, I was at that premiere, and I I do remember going, hmm, I feel like I've seen this before. Yeah, interesting. (laughs) It's also... It's also... And I totally blocked this out somehow. I was also at the premiere for uh, Vita de Paco, the chocolate video. Yeah. They use that same bar of that yeah. song when they're walking across the crest, and I go, huh, maybe I ripped someone off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great song, man. What can I tell you? But it really is. Jamie's was pretty similar walking down the road. I, I like to think maybe he just loved Jason Adams' part. Because it who was like, He's yeah, it was like the same angle and everything. I was just like, I we we got to have the chief on the podcast now. The chef is. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Need to I have, don't know who you're talking. about. We need to have the chef on the podcast now. I know so who you're talking this. about. Oh, you mean Jamie Thomas, the exactly. chef himself, the chef himself. Oh man, I'd love to. We got to have him on here to whip up some of his famous dishes. I know one of his lobster bisques. You mm-hmm. know, I think we refer to him as the Jamie Thomas. Oh, yeah. the Jamie Thomas. Yes, yeah. Yeah the the kids part. Um, that's my favorite part in the video. It was the first time I had ever seen a Wally, and everyone mentions, everyone my age mentions it's the first time they ever seen a Slappy. And it just, having those now seemingly rudimentary tricks mm-hmm. blew people's minds. Yeah, they were, they at that point, it was like, it's like, wow, that's a weird trick. I'm going to try it, but it's like, oh, hey, you're doing that weird trick, you know? Yeah. Still what yeah, didn't slappies seem. Are back, slappies are back hard now, but at oh, that man. time, it was like, that's you don't put that in a video. No, yeah, slappies are fully back with vengeance. And, uh, the firecracker, he did a firecracker in there uh-huh. down the stairway. Yeah, halfway th- nolly down the first set, firecracker down the second one, which inspired Ragdoll and Blackout. Ragdoll saw that and he's like, "I'm gonna do the gap to firecrackers." Yeah, but your editing credit was for label kills and 
I don't. Did you have editing credit for Blackout? Did you have a yeah, big part in that video? You no, did. I did all of them. Okay. Oh, every you did. Uh, label kills, Blackout, Back in Black, God Save the Label. Am I missing any? <laughs> label kills, Blackout, Back in Black, God Save the Label. Those are the main ones. I also did the Dwayne movie. Grant did the lion's share of the editing on Label Live, but I kind of finished that one up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've done, and I did all the web videos over time, and I still do some videos for labels sometimes. Like I did a, a Jake Ruder part for um, the Barracks, and uh, no, what was that? I did a Patrick Ryan part for Thrasher, mm-hmm. Jake Ruder part for the Barracks, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I still do stuff from time to time. I still have a whole bunch of footage that nobody's ever seen and random stuff yeah um before we stop talking about label kills i'm sorry it's just you know favorite video of all time it's 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 a great video people love it um that didn't even mention grasso how great was it to have a jeff grasso part in there i know Uh, grasso with that american flag yeah in the intro I, and smoking I, I, those cigarettes. That that was that was a interesting night. Uh, getting Jeff to do that stuff. The the shot, if you see it really quick, he's holding up a TV, and we really made him hold that while I'm trying to film the thing. Oh yeah, getting tired. He's like, can I put this damn TV down? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't have more personality footage. Actually, just because he became such a personality. He's like... got some in there. Usually, when you put a camera on Jeff, you just start smoking. Yeah. Mm. You know, there'd be always a lot of cigarettes going. We know uh, a guy like that. When Jeff passed, I, I put up a, a post uh, describing the scene where I, I got his first 540 on video because mm-hmm. he'd been trying 540s for years. He, he never got to put one down, even when he was a pro in the 80s. Just couldn't get it going. I mean, he's a big guy. Yeah. So that's why I keep uh, trying to tell Matt about myself when we talk about skating. I say, you, right. you know, put a backpack with 100 pounds on. And come skate this set, and then come back and talk to me. Right, right. <laughs> I think Jeff always said, "Well, now try it with tits." Yeah, <laughs> hundred pound tits, <laughs> you know. But uh, uh, yeah, we were at Vulcan one night, and I just we got done filming some other stuff, and John was there, but he left, and it was just me and Jeff goofing around on whatever obstacles they had in the street course at the time, and then like uh, Rune Glipper and. Uh, uh, Bucky Lassick and all those guys, like a bunch of heavy hitters showed up. Now start sessioning the, the old vert ramp there at Volcom. And Jeff just started skating again, started getting hyped. And I heard everybody scream. And I was like, look over and they're like, oh my God, he almost pulled a five, you know, and he started going for it. And I didn't want to spook him. So I didn't get the fish eye out or nothing. I just filmed it from across the place like a sniper. And uh, <laughs> yeah. that's what ended up in the video. So he, he was so thrilled to get his first and only mctwist and i just one of those things happened to get it awesome was that uh neil Hendricks part was that filmed in one day that was filmed over a weekend that was actually all filmed by john lacero hmm. uh that was john's concept and john filmed it and i thought that was actually the finest filming job he ever did everything was in focus the lens was clean hmm. Because usually when John films something, you're going to get back something questionable. You know, you know, like 
is it going to look good? No. Did you, you know, did you actually go through the steps, make sure the exposure was up so it's not too dark or too bright, you know, all this stuff. That weekend he was on it and he wanted to get it to look like an old school vert ramp in like a barn or something like that. So that was the skate park of Tampa, the spot. Yeah. Had Brian Schaefer build walls up the sides so you couldn't see the rest of the park. Wow. So they built walls up just for that part. And That's they awesome. filmed it. Uh, they had a scissor lift to put the walls up. And John actually got him to take out a section of the wall, bring the scissor lift in. And he filmed it from the center of the burnt ramp on a scissor lift. And Neil had to do tricks around the scissor lift in the air, which is mm-hmm. pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. Some scenes he's up like on a chair up by the ceiling, holding on to a rafter. And that's the shots where he'd come up to the camera and then fall back. Right. And that was, that was still the classic ramp with the striped uh, wood yeah. grain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like in the transit, the bottom of the transitions were darker than the rest. Yeah. I guess there's just a few more people to mention. You know, I don't want to leave anybody out, <laughs> but you got to see the transition of Adam Alfaro from ACDC, <laughs> yep. young rocker mm-hmm. to the youngest, most rockinest rocker. Yep. To the hippied out mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix, Adam Alfaro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. Still a rocker. When weed, when weed comes Still in, it changes things, you know. Um, it was the I, weed, wasn't it? When I first met Adam, uh, he was he had that, that, that Orange County spiky hair that every mm-hmm. kid had at that time out here, you know, just. Oh, yeah. Tom, he loves up. the OC. Oh, yeah. my God. Don't get me started on season one of the OC. <laughs> and he had like the big baggy pants on and all that stuff like that and he was a kid that could do all the flippy slidey grind tricks and he was he, but he was also like an assassin like guys would try to keep him in the van so because they're like hey man can i get my lip slide down this rail before you come out and kick with like 50 or something yeah, because you could just do that stuff on call. Just you would describe a trick to him, and he'd do it for you. Yeah. And then at some point, the footage started changing. Like it was kind of uh, in the middle of blackout. If you look at his label kills party, he looks like the spiky little kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, label kills, yeah. But on blackout, suddenly we're getting all this footage, and his hair is getting a little bit longer, a little bit curlier. You know, starting to lengthen out. Pants are getting tighter. Shirts are getting tighter and a little bit weirder. Like suddenly they say weird things like enjoy a Coke or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Still gnarly, but just totally different guy. Totally different style. Yeah. I haven't mentioned him yet, but this guy skated a lot of Boston spots, which caught my attention. Mm -hmm. But Jim Gagney. Jimmo. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know much about Jim. Is he from Boston? The Boston area? Massachusetts guy for sure. Jimmo's interesting. He doesn't. He doesn't have like the, the classic Boston accent or nothing like that. Jimmo's like, he's got a Jimmo accent. That's the only way I can describe it. Like uh, one of the first times we ever met him, it's right when Jub got on the team, and he had a part coming out of progression video. And this Jimmo's got the biggest heart out of anybody you'll ever meet. I mean, he's a sweet guy, but he'll always say the wrong thing or just be a raucous dude. You know, like mm-hmm. I remember Jub shows him his part. And he's so like nervous about what Jim was going to say. And Alfaro had a part in the same video. And Jim just stands up, grabs a cigarette, and goes, 
sucks you're in a video with that guy, huh? <laughs> and walks out to smoke a cigarette. And, like, Jub's just crushed, you know? But, yeah. But Jimbo, he's always been like that. I used to be his neighbor, and he'd come by, and he's like, hey, I bought two steaks. You're all about it. And he would cook it and then just throw it on the table for you. So it's like you have a steak now. Mm-hmm. Or one time he made Thanksgiving, cooked and slaved all day in the kitchen. And at the very end, he goes, come get it yourself. I'm not your slave. You know, like, and you're like, all right. You know, he didn't ask him to do any of it, but that's just the way he is. Yeah. Uh, I'll see him every once in a while. I mean, with the lockdown, it's been hard because we've been seriously in my house since March. Is he still, but, uh, still nolly flipping and tray flipping into bowls? Uh, if you give him one, I'm sure he will. I mean, Jim, Jim's that guy that he can skate just as hard now, even if he hasn't done it in a year, you know, like he, he does, he works full time. He does laminate flooring and stuff like that. He's got his kids and, uh, he's good dad does all that. But then when he gets on a board, he's like, I'm just going to go out, take it easy. But then he's trying to like gap nose blunt things and, yeah, you know, putting himself through a wall. You're like, what happened to take it easy? And I guess that is easy. For him. The other thing about that part is he broke a lot of boards in that part. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, remember, yeah. uh, he broke yeah, I remember watching that with my friends and my friends being like, I'm not buying a black label board. <laughs> you know, easily they break. Yeah. Uh, well, that was always a thing. It's like, uh, especially around that time, giant had a policy that everybody got two boxes a month and every box you get between five and 10 boards. Yeah. So Jimmo would go through all of them. Neil Hendricks had boards for like to last him for years because he's setting up a board and he's skating vert. He's skating, right. setting up a board like, what, every few months or something like that? Yeah. Jason Adams at that point, he's like, I think I'm going to open up a skate shop out of my garage or something. I got so much stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Jimmo, he broke everything. Zvitek was the opposite because Zvitek wouldn't set up new boards. Like Zvitek is too He's got this thing about him. Yeah. Like, he skates a board till it's broken. Mm-hmm. So the the nose and the tail could be totally chipped off, but until that board breaks in half, he's not going to stop. He's not going to take it apart. Yeah, and that Svitek part is something else. Yeah, he's he's gnarly. You know, he, he had the gnarliness. One of my favorite quotes in a video of all time: "Fuck this video," <laughs> which you know we kind of have quoted for years. Yeah. Um, but it was it fuck you, fuck this, fuck this video. Yeah. And then we we put it to a Mozart song because yep. we thought it was hilarious. Like it was. Gotta be all slow mo and you just losing your mind. And which that he never slam saw until the premiere. Yeah. And that slam <laughs> where his legs go into the middle of the handrail oh, may yeah. never have happened again before or after that. Yeah. If you look at that shot, that's a short haired young me next to him. Doing, uh, you know, and uh, I think Jeb filmed the long lens on that one. Yeah, that was this like long but low rail, like kind of by our house where we lived at the time. And I was too afraid to try anything down it because I'm a big wuss. But she takes like, yeah, man, I'm gonna go for it, and just bodied. And uh, Matt Tomasello skates for the company. He used to skate for Ten Thirty One. And he was telling me that Svitek uh, mentioned that he got like. 50 grand for being in that video well i don't know maybe <laughs> i don't know which uh, is crazy because you, know, you can't money, make money off a of video nowadays money was rolling back then it was different times i mean we sold i don't know how many hundreds of thousands of copies of that video yeah 
and it was only on VHS. It didn't come out on DVD because nobody had DVD at the time. Yeah. Right. And then the next video on Blackout, we were the supposedly the first skate video ever to put out the DVD and the VHS at the exact same time, mm-hmm. which nobody cared. I yeah. remember Giants like we gotta because I'm like oh. We put out the VHS, and I got like a month to get all the bonus stuff together. Because remember back then, the DVDs, you had to have all the bonus stuff. Right. Like, no, no, no. We're going to be the first ones to put them out at the same time, which made yeah. my job way harder. Right. Comes out, I never heard a word about it. Nobody gave a crap. Um, Tom, I'm going to have to take a quick break real quick. Um, so I don't know if you want to take another commercial break or if you want to keep rolling it. Um, oh, you're going to go take a piss. Oh, well, to. you know what? First, I'll explain to our guests what's yeah, going on. So this happens every episode. Big Zone needs Big Zone needs to go take a piss. I don't know what exactly it is. Maybe his bladder is small. Maybe he's drinking too much. I don't know. You could know? be. Could be. You know, that, it, that stuff catches up on you sooner it or could, later. It could be either. But, you know, while we have him out of the room, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Uh, so earlier we mentioned Kiss. Mm-hmm. And I know, so you're from Detroit. And I know Kiss yeah. is not from Detroit. No, but, New York man. <laughs> but do you have an allegiance to Kiss because of uh, Detroit Rock City, or do you like Kiss, or what's the deal? You know, uh, I I was born in '75. Mm-hmm. I have an older brother who's yep. just two years older. But you know, when we were kids, man, we wanted to be Kiss. You know, it was like uh, back then. You're, you're a toddler and you see these guys all painted up all crazy and stuff like that. And they're playing rock music. And yeah, we got the, the vinyl, we got the albums and I was Gene Simmons for Halloween one year. My brother was Ace Freely. You know, we were, we were doing it. We were hyped. And then John, John's funny because John is like, he was a young up and coming skater at that point. Mm-hmm. And back then he was way more into like punk and, you know, Devo, things like that. Sex Pistols, Devo. Right. He didn't like a lot of that stuff. But when he got older, he, you know, he was like, I, I like that stuff. You know, I like Kiss. We used to go to this place all the time called the Big Belly Deli. Uh, we're like, we're going to go there for one meatball sub and one pitcher. And cut to five hours later, we got Journey on the jukebox and we're rip-roaring drunk and yeah. getting crazy, you know. John doesn't actually drink anymore either. He gave up drinking probably about five years ago. Well, good for him. But yeah, yeah. He said he says he just he didn't feel like it anymore. Well, that's a good reason to give up then, I guess. I mean that's that's a better reason than well, not necessarily a better reason, but that's like a good case scenario that you just don't feel like it anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he he never is like, Oh, I don't look down on anybody that wants to drink. He's like, Yeah, I might have a beer here and there sometime in the future, just right now I don't want to. Right, which is weird because for years there was some there was some rough black label days i tell you that (laughs) and as we mentioned earlier the money was flowing back then so trade show parties uh tours things like that you know it's uh it gets pretty pretty crazy sometimes was the uh majority of the team did uh they like to drink or party or were i imagine there was some straight edge dudes on the team yeah, Jub's straight edge, always been straight edge, uh, never partaken in anything. Uh, Melcher was straight edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westlot was at the time, but uh, didn't become later. But, uh, yeah, that happens. Right. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of guys on the team drank. I know Mike V didn't really drink. He might have had like a little moment here or there, but not really. Mike's not really a drinker. Yeah. Uh, Zvitek's not really a drinker. And I don't think Zvitek drank at all. Yeah. yeah. I, don't I think, think I saw him have one sip of a beer in Japan once, and it, it was like Salmon's beer or something. <laughs> mm. But everybody else, you know, it's just skateboarding stuff. Nothing, nothing serious. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Probably the curious. worst ones were like me and John at the time, but <laughs> we had and, too much time on our hands, I guess. And I got to say, you know, I saved the best for last, even though I don't even know if I missed anyone mentioning their parts. Maybe I'll go back and double check. But my favorite part, other than Jason Adams in the video, was John Lucero when I was growing up, just because it was so outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. John uh, finally got his day in the sun. Uh, he was supposed to be in a PS Sticks video, Schmidt Sticks video, uh, back in the 80s. And uh, I guess they filmed part of it, and then him and his other friend went and got drunk instead and didn't film their part because back then nobody made videos. There was like a couple Powell videos, and, you know, you get a crew for a day. You know, like, we're going to go here, we're going to go here, we're going to go here. We're going to yeah. film the whole video in one day. Right. Yeah. Here, here, and John went and got drunk. And didn't film his part. Mm. So didn't get it. And then, you know, that was one of his things. He always said, he's like, well, I want to have a part in this video, you know, and he was kind of kicking around what he wanted to do idea wise. You know, we filmed a couple skits real quick with his wife at the time and all this stuff. And um, he came up with, like, oh, I want to do it to tequila, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's classic. Huey Herman, all that stuff. That's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we would film that seriously a lot of it at the office, just around the office when we had time. Like, oh, we'd go across the street and have a little step up. So we did a little rock manual, fakey manual back off. And yep. The bush bounce. Yeah, yeah. And he's got all his little odd moves that he can do. Like, he can do that thing. He calls it, um, I think he calls it the commando, where he kind of step slides, step slides, step slides. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a moonwalk. Yeah. It's it kind. Of, I don't know. I can't do it. I, I don't know if you need like a you need a bigger butt than I have or something like that to push it forward. <laughs> but I try it and I look like I'm like having a stuttering fit. But he can just do that anytime he wants. So smooth and just like gliding across the floor doing that thing. And he's always got his little, little awesome moves that he does. Oh wait, I know which one you're talking about now. The one where you put your leg in between the other one and slide with the on the tail while lifting the nose. Right. I yeah. Right. That's oh, he did do one. a moonwalk too. He did yeah, do the yeah, thing. Yeah, he where did. Yeah, yep. And of course, there's a shot where he hits the camera lens. John was always the one to wreck the lens. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he wrecked like two or three of them, but he always had to pay for them. So I'm like, well, there you go. He wrecked another one, dude. <laughs> but I love the uh, the part because it had so many tricks that I'd never seen before, and we're all about the MBDs. That's always been. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is, as long as I haven't seen it before, it's going to be one of my favorite tricks in the video. Yeah, the one that still you know everyone mentions from that part is the slash grind yeah turn around slash grind, slash grind. yeah double double hitting that trans yeah genius I, I i i can't tell you the trick to that one that's an uh, ancient chinese secret yeah must be and then the bounce off the wall to the just the the tail smack to big spin into the drop in simple but yeah. effective uh that that one's called the rusty nail mm. 
The rusty nail. And then it, is it in that part where he shows his bare ass? Uh, that actually, a lot of people think that's John. It's not. Oh. That's Jason Adams. Inside scoop. Oh, inside. That, that's the kid. That's kid skinny wide or skinny butt on that one. It's kind of blown out in the camera light, so you can't tell too well. But John's the one that comes behind him and slides down the rail the other yeah. way. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to have the kid on the podcast next. Yeah. Or at least <laughs> his skinny white ass. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, I'm sure Jason's got plenty of stories. Funny. Um, the. And what's what opened his part, I guess it's after the credits, after that Clash song, is um that animation of the baby mm-hmm. dancing. I'm assuming a parody of Allie McBeal. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite television. Yeah, program. yeah. It, it, uh, that character is called Thumbhead because mm-hmm. originally it's a thumbprint off of a um, Village of the Damned, I think, picture. Like Children of the Damned or whatever it is. The movie? Yeah. It was seriously like they, John took that picture and then added a thumbprint to the top of it and made a big forehead. So he had flame in there and call him Thumbhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this guy that used to work at uh, PS6 at the time named Shark, he was like a graphics guy, older guy, he used to work at Vision back in the 80s. He had another friend that could kind of do computer stuff. And the guy got that. Remember, you could kind of download that program or whatever to do the Ally McBeal baby. Right. And it was, yeah, that was also in like the blockbuster commercials and shit. Yeah. That baby so was everywhere. Gets the thing and he extends the forehead out and adds a flame to it. And they just, he just gave that to us one day. Like, hey, check it out. The heck is that? You know, and it had that music on it and everything. So yeah. Like, hey, let's put it in the video. Yeah. That was sick. <laughs> so that cool wasn't about John's thing was, um, we had a, a party premiere the day before the actual premiere. So the, the premiere that was going to be at the theater, uh, we wanted to do an exclusive for the team. So we had everybody show up and stuff like that. I didn't even have the effects done for Alfaro's part. We were so behind and everything. So Alfaro's part was like kind of half done. We show him the video and it doesn't have a Lucero part at all. And Zvitek comes up to me. He's like, John, I'm going to have a part. I know you guys have been filming one. I go, ah, oh, we didn't get it done, which is true. I mean, his part wasn't done at all. I don't even know if we had it captured in the computer yet. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, dude, it's not done. And he's like, oh, dude, that sucks. So we end up partying all night. We go to a Denny's and all that stuff like that. And I don't know. I got back. And like I said, I was living at the warehouse. So at 3 in the morning, I'm like, ah, oh, I'll just start working on a forest part because I want to have it done for the premiere. I work all the way to like, 10 in the morning and I fall asleep for maybe five minutes up in the crack shack. John shows up and he goes, all right, I want my part in the premiere tonight. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I've been up all night working on Alfaro's part. We don't have your part. It doesn't, it's not even in the computer, dude. It doesn't exist. And he's like, uh, oh, my wife is so sweet when I'm recording, isn't she? Just slamming everything around the house. Um, at least she's not yeah, asking you to open up uh, pasta jars or something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. She's she's very gentle when she's opening and closing doors. Uh, so John's like, no, nah, man, I, I, really, I really want my part. I want to, you know, he wants to have his moment in the sun at the premiere. So I'm like, oh, all right, all right, dude. It's, you know, I'm on who knows what coffee, sleep deprived, all this stuff. And, uh, so we start working on it and we get, we're getting it done, but then. Right when we're outputting the tape, the computer starts crashing. And I can't get it 
output to like we had this uh, uh, DV tape, like this DV deck, mm-hmm. and we were going to output it to that, take the whole deck down to the theater, plug it in, show the thing. It starts crashing over and over again. The theater's calling me. And they're like almost an hour away. That's how far the theater is from where the warehouse is. And they're like, where are you at? People are already lining up. And we're still sitting there trying to output the, the video on this tape. And I have to do it old school style. I'm seriously like piecing it together. Stop, play, record, stop, play, record. Because it would get through like one, maybe two pieces. And then it crash. And I have to go back, match up the time, do it again. For having a computer that edits at that time, it was so ghetto. Right. And then uh, we get that we barely get there in time. The theater is like freaking out at us, you know, screaming things. And I, I yelled back. I don't know. You got paid. Shut up. You know, that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and uh, we show the whole video. And uh, which actually was a learning experience because Hendrix's intro was like twice as long. And somebody yelled, don't go in there. And then everybody laughed in the theater. We're like, Ooh, cut that down. Cut that down. Okay. Mm. But um. At the very end, I'm sitting next to ZTech and just, I don't know, Thumbhead came up and people started getting excited. And when they heard the first couple guitar strums of tequila, it's like they all knew it somehow. I don't know how. The whole theater just exploded. They all screamed Lacero as loud as they could. Wow. And then the shot came up with John and it was it was amazing. You know, I, I almost get kind of goosebumps just thinking about it. But yeah, ZTech turned to me. He's like, dude, I knew it. And, you know, I'm like. You don't even know what happened, how this happened, but it came out great. So that was it was a great moment. Well, he truly did have his moment in the sun. He did it. Yeah. And we're glad Alan McBeal was there with him. I know. <laughs> Could be such a big influence on the Label Kills video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that didn't age at all. Like, everybody knows what that is. Absolutely. Everyone still loves it. I still tell people while we're watching that, to this day, I go, you know, this is an Ally McBeal uh, parody, and they're like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, yeah, what is that? that? Yeah, then he just starts going, ooga chugga, ooga, ooga, ooga chugga, ooga, ooga. Uh, it so keeps going. Somebody yeah. dated or something? What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Blackout video is kind of like uh, the supplementary video to that. I don't know if you were, were you going for like the same feel? Of editing that video, Blackout was, it- was definitely more rapid. I mean, if I ever had, if I could ever say anything about Blackout, I mean, I loved it. It was a big deal. I had some newer guys. Things were changing a little bit. Um, that's probably when Black Label was hitting the hardest at that point. You know, probably coming off of Label Kills, and this is two years later now. Uh, videos were edited very fast at that time. Zero videos were very popular. You know, you had misled youth in between that. And some of those videos are edited so fast, you barely see the guy take off. You just hear a click and they're in the air. You know what I'm mm-hmm, talking right. about? So, yeah, I mean, we kind of fell into that style a little bit. I wish we would have had a little bit more right in and right away, but we had so much footage for that one. Grant came on to help film it, and he filmed so much stuff. And Al Faro was hitting so hard at that time. He was getting a ton of things and – um you know, Ragdoll came about, and Ragdoll. How did he enter the scene? Yeah, how, how did he enter? He the He came out of nowhere. Ragdoll was a guy. Uh, we got this tape, and we all heard that this is a guy that uh, Zero couldn't handle. They just said like, 
Uh, I don't know if it was Jamie's call, but you was zero. It usually was. I, he went on a trip with him, and apparently he was a nightmare or something like that. So they're just like, "Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna go down that road. Why don't you just shop your tape around or something like that?" So we see it, and John's looking at him. John's just like, "That guy's amazing," you know. Like his sponsor me tape is nuts. We made a commercial out of his sponsor me tape, which was a give blood commercial in a four hundred one. Seriously, like body slam down the biggest thing and then like laugh while he's running back up the stairs like there was just so much energy to it and so exciting and then he started filming that part and he, he's such a unique person too he, he skated his boards backwards all his boards were always backwards i don't know if you knew that hmm. he was skated with the tail, tail on the nose nose on the tail he skated all his boards backwards we started put, printing his special his rider boards all his graphics were put on backwards because that's the way he wrote them and yell just like yell exit daddy uh, Adam daddy long legs cowl yeah fancy lad rider and he said and he would always fucking want, legend he does the same thing and he said that if he got a pro board he would want it printed backwards so he could do the exact same thing yeah it's something about he said when he first got on a board he just thought the bigger side should be the tail like the eighties yeah, yeah. More know yeah he started doing crazy stuff and then that part started coming together and he wanted to use a different song. And then John's like, Oh no, you got to use this song. And he heard the song and kind of molded over. He's like, yeah, that song's great. The blackout, you know, we were, a li- we were a lot more conscious about getting song rights for that one. Mm. Uh, Cause it was kind of the wild west when you first did skate videos. That's why it's right. hard to put out some skate video stuff now because yeah, YouTube listens and they're like, Oh, you don't have this rights for that you know yeah. so, so the netflix escape videos will never exist for that reason yeah and i think label kills definitely gets a boost because the soundtrack is mm-hmm. yeah it's phenomenal epic. yeah it, right uh it, it would be so hard to do that now because you would have to go through so many licensing things so many hundreds of thousands of dollars probably good luck getting cheap trick and uh at the drive-in <laughs> in the same yeah video uh, at the driving, that's that's like uh, that's the nicest thing. Imagine getting Kiss, Cheap Trick, uh, ba- uh, Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. yeah, the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. Um, Slayer did call. That's oh, really? On that call, they they were a fan. They saw the video and they said that was a sick video. They this just at, guy, called to see if your refrigerator was running. This guy called mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I actually answered the phone, or somebody sent it to me. They're like, oh, somebody's on the phone for you. I pick it up. I'm at the office, and this guy goes, hey, uh, I'm this guy. I worked for Slayer. He was like the drum tech or something like that at the time. And I was like, oh, hey. Dave and Lombardo's kind of, drum tech. And it was Lombardo's at the time because Paul Bostep had just left the band again. So Lombardo was going to fill in for the God Hates Us All tour. The guy goes, yeah, I'm from Slayer, and – as soon as he said Slayer, I just knew what he was calling about. Yeah. That little, like, cold sweat. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, hey, man. And he, he goes, no, 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 it's cool. They just want some free stuff. Cool. And then then I was like, oh, hey. now the whole thing changed. I was like, whoa, dude. I'm like, you work for Slayer? You know, I had been going to Slayer shows since I was a kid. So I was like, dude, that's nuts. And, like. Yeah, he came down to the warehouse. I gave him like a grocery cart full of stuff. Like at that time, Giant would be like, yeah, whatever you want, just take it. You know, right. Just, I mean, they're probably all taking all apparel at that point, right? It was a lot of apparel, some kits, some boards for the kids, yeah. things like that. Dave Lombardo, uh, not Dave Lombardo, but uh, uh, Tom Araya actually 
got a cover of a of like a guitar magazine wearing a black label sweatshirt. So I'm like, yeah, see, yeah. paid off, free advertising. That's fucking sick. But then they hit me up and they're like, yeah, you want to come see him rehearse for the tour? So I got to go see him rehearse three times in the private rehearsal studio. And, and then the fourth was, time they called, you were like, yo, lose my number, bro. This is over. <laughs> well, I, I took Svitek with me to one and I took uh, Gilly to one. Damn. So that was cool that they got to go be part of those things. And I got to drink some beers with Jeff Henneman. I'm not saying I had anything to do with him dying of liver failure yet later on, but it was <laughs> but good, may times, good times. Yeah. I have a bunch of signed Slayer stuff now, which I'm pretty stoked about. Yeah. And you got a uh, metal band yourself, right? Uh, kind of a rock band, I would say. I mean, definitely not metal. Sound like uh, some metal riffs. We fronted rock band down here in Southern California called New Evil. We've been together for like five years. It's fun. I mean, COVID kind of put everything on hold, but uh, I built a rehearsal studio out in the garage now. So. We got um, we can practice again. We do it safe. We wear masks, and then the singer stands on the other side of the garage with a HEPA filter in front of her. So, damn, yeah. Heavy Hopefully, setup. we can start playing out again sometime in 2021 or something. Yeah. Let me just to go back to blackout for a minute. I just want sure. to mention a couple of clips that stand out. The uh, the Patrick Melcher uh, almost bus hit. Yeah. That one, that one was on some a lot of four and one commercials for a while. <laughs> we definitely played that one up a bit and cut it in such a way that you're just like, "What happened?" Like, did yeah, it was, it was shocking. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was close to being tragic. It was yeah. it was pretty much as close as it looks in that video. Um, they he came off uh, that was right on Holly Boulevard, right by the Chinese theater. The famous Chinese theater. There was this ledge that was there for a hot second. He comes off the thing. It might still be there, but I think it's all knob now or something like that. Comes off the wall and he gets almost to the road and I think Jub or somebody yelled bus. And he just like, he steps off the sidewalk, puts his one foot in the road and then steps back on and spins this way. And he's wearing a jean jacket at the time. Yeah. And I think the jean jacket, like the bus hits the jacket as he's spinning out of the way. Yeah. Like he was that close to just getting taken right off camera, you know, and probably wouldn't have been a very pretty sight at the very end. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of close calls like that. There's one shot of Melcher actually locking up on an electrical box and hitting the ground like head first. Uh, I don't know if you remember that one. We cut that one bit. short because it was actually kind of sketchy. Yeah. Like when mm. it started going into convulsions a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like Jeez. that one Lenny Kirk slam. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, on that dumpster. Uh, Quit sinning. Uh, kind of similar thing, but on camera, he went into seizures. So we kind of didn't put in the seizure part. We a little too gnarly. Too heavy. heavy. Yeah, our friend got hit, uh, got in a moped accident, and mm. it, the handlebar went into his stomach and his guts went everywhere. Yeah. And... uh I was just thinking about that, but I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah. It was uh, pretty gnarly. Yeah, it was to hard. To say it, the least. It was hard. I mean, you were in the... I was were, in the beer store. You were in the beer see, store. I saw the happened. aftermath. Yeah. I didn't see it actually go down. I saw it happen. And that, I saw it happen, and that's that's when I realized what kind of uh, person I am, because all I did was I turned to Eric, and I said, is it over, Eric? I was just so... I was freaking uh, out. 
But luckily, Yell exit again. Adam, Daddy Longlegs, Cowell, mm-hmm. and uh, good friend uh, CJ Knopf uh, were there because they both ran and held our friend's guts in and made sure that he didn't die. And he survived. And he lived. That's gnarly, getting disemboweled by a moped, you know? It was insane. It was, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Well, but you know what? Sorry to bring board, it up. Made but, a good know, board graphic. Did make a board graphic out of it for yeah. Dan Gordon. He yeah. he really wanted. Uh, he paid me the 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 setup fee to make that graphic because he really wanted to make it happen. Um, for you the know, glory. Skate, skateboarders, we we do dangerous things, man. Like we play around, and sometimes you lose the game a little bit. But oddly enough, I, I don't think I can name anybody that's ever like professional. I can't name one professional that's ever died skateboarding. Right. Well, yeah, but I can besides, name a list of dudes that died partying. Right. Yeah. For sure. This, besides that one GX dude, he was like the first guy. That was just like a oh, few months ago. You're talking yeah. about the guy, the kid in Frisco. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, he was he was getting towed up a hill and he fell in front of a dump truck. Yeah. Like I think he fell off the truck and the car in front and the truck was behind him. Yeesh. Yeah. But yeah. you know, enough about that, that all that that stuff that gets, I know, this guy this got really morbid. Yeah, I know, I know. What you you know what? I'm sorry. It's just something about this, you know, this dark, edgy brand of Black Label mm-hmm. with all your 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 barcodes and your uh, your flame logos and your right, elephant right. logo. You know. Oh, we used to um, have some funny stuff too, like the imagery. We would have, you know, God save the label, label saves, things like that. And uh, people started thinking we were like a religious company or something like that. Right. A guy called us up one time with a graphic idea. And he just goes, get this. This is how he said it to you. He goes, get this. What would the label do? <laughs> Dude, nice. I would wear that bracelet for sure. And we were all like, hey, <laughs> well, I don't know. What would they do? <laughs> sounds good, man. Sounds good. Never yeah. made it, but sounds good. The Flames, they must have been uh, a little influenced by inflammable material, right? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's flammable material. The uh, the graphic that John does, he does like the, the label flame that looks like it. I think he even has that board out again right now, like a, a new version of it. And um, the flame actually, which by the way, I got the uh, God Save the Label right there. Oh, Heck hell yeah. yeah. Uh, the flame actually is just one John drew one day before they scanned it into a computer. He drew it so many, in the 90s, he drew it by hand every time. So it'd come out different all the time. And this is one that was just scanned probably in like 1998 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it backwards, it's very, very crooked. It's off to one side. Mm. We've tried to fix it many times. And every time we fix it, I, we're, we both agree. We're like, that sucks. And then we yeah. just put the crooked one back on it. <laughs> I don't know why. The only other thing that's jumping out at me right now about Black Label is the uh, the Ben Gilly five zero first try down El Toro, mm. which yeah, did you yeah, film that? That's blackout. I didn't film that. His friend filmed that, uh, but I did see all the raw footage of it. So there's four tries. First two tries are fifty fifties. He slams both times. He doesn't make a fifty fifty. He's never done El Toro before because you just don't go and do El Toro. It's not right. like hey, let's go hang out and skate El Toro for a while. Uh, and he went there to 5-0 it. He slams twice in the 50-50, and he gets mad, and he goes, I'm just going to do it. He runs up the stairs, 5-0s it first try. 
Damn. And then pulls one of those, the Jamie Thomas things, and goes, I don't like how I kind of move my foot a little bit. Runs back up the stairs, does it again. He tried to 5 it twice. He landed both times. And I think the second one's in the video. But Damn. the first one's pretty much the same. Also a frontside 5-0 by Jamie Thomas in Misled Youth when he does yeah. the one more try. Yeah, the one more enough. Something about that trick. Apparently guys are like, I need to do it one more time. Hmm. Yeah. And they, they usually end up looking identical, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Something <laughs> in their mind, it was totally better the second time, but right. everybody else. Yeah, all right, cool. Glad yeah. you didn't die. Um, yeah, and then... Back in Black and uh, God Save the Label. You know, I'm not as familiar with Back in Black, although it is Shane Powell's favorite uh, label, Black Label video, as we know. Um, that was kind of a different time, too. That was like Kyle Leeper and uh, like a, a different crew was going through at that point. Yeah, a new era of Black Label. Yeah, wait, Sleeper in that one? He's, not, he's in God Save the Label. No, he's in Back in Black, I think. Yeah. I know Kyle a, Leaper's in uh, God Save the Label. I really like that Peter Watkins part in God Save Walkins the Label. Watkins is in it. Anthony Schultz. Um, God Save the Label. That's Vince DeVaye and Peter Raffin, Peter Watkins, Shariq and Shannon. Yeah. And, I mean, after a while, my brain starts turning to mush, too. That'll happen. <laughs> but I, de- I definitely, you know, every one of those videos have a special place in my heart, you know, for sure. Because uh, they they take a long time to make, so after a while you're like, yeah. And the, what's cool is when you see them again later on, you'll forget things that you did. And you're like, oh, that was neat. I totally forgot about that. Did you have the most time filming? I I mean, this is more so a question comparing Blackout and Label Kills. Like the time frame of filming, was it more for Label Kills than it was for Blackout? No, quite the opposite. Blackout was like filming straight two years. Whereas Label Kills was like six months. Oh, and a lot wow. of that stuff was just filmed by various people and all thrown together. I filmed a lot of it, but then John filmed some. Zvitak would be like handing a camera to one of his friends. Hey, film this. You know, to get some of these guys, they, a lot, some of them weren't just full-time skaters anymore. Like they had other things going on. You know, Wade was working construction and skateboarding. Uh Salmon, he skated still, but not like, you know, used to when he was a little kid or something like that. But his heart was in pizza. Not, not yet. Not yet. He still had to go mm. through some energy drinks and some websites and stuff first. Uh, <laughs> the skate book, remember the skate book? Salmon's always an entrepreneur. He's always got something going on, you know. But the pizza's really working out well. And it's really yeah. good pizza. I've been um, Pizza Nisa. Yeah, yeah. They just opened a Japanese location. Oh, wow. So now there's one in LA, one in Long Beach, and one in Japan. Were you were you were you there filming the Jason Adams Ender? No, that was filmed by uh, Matt Eversall and I mm. think Chris Avery. Mm. And uh, that was mode. how that came yeah, about. Yeah, tilt mode. There's a slap interview Jason had a few years before that, and it was just a small photo sequence of him doing that. And John's like, "Whoa, where's the footage for that?" And he's like, oh, we didn't film it. And so he's like, can you? You know. And Jason's part, Jason's funny because Jason was probably 27 at the oldest. I think. He might have even been like 25, 26. He's about my age. And Jason, according to Jason, his career was over. You know, he's like, oh, I'm old. I'm washed up. 
this is, you know, that's just his personality. He's always like, oh, this, I'm terrible. All the kids are great now. I'm the worst. And, you know, we're like, dude, no, you're awesome. You're, you're Jason Adams. Yeah. We love the way you skate. Do your thing. He's like, oh, you can't put a slappy in that. Yeah, put the slappy in. Do this, do that. You know, you, you got to embrace who you are. The GOAT. Yeah, he, he's he's unbelievable. And so John's like, yeah, man, you, you got to get that. So we started getting these tapes. And remember at the time, Greco and Reynolds were really hitting it off and the Baker stuff and everything. They were dropping hammers. Yeah. So that was the expression, dropping hammers. You know, it's hammer time. So we started getting these tapes from Jason. He's filming up north and we're filming down south. They say dropping hamburgers. Mm. And like they'd start saying dropping lawnmowers or dropping anvils, you know, it'd always be something heavier at, at, at the time. And that footage was like, suddenly you're getting like the front board slide down a 14 stair handrail, the 180 nose grind down a big hubba. Yeah. And he went back and did that board slide. And when we saw that, we're like, that's it. I mean, you can't, you know, that's the best shot. I ever saw had the, the fish eye, Avery had the long lens. And you're just like, yeah. wow, that was nuts. And that was one at the premiere that I was worried the video was going to be a letdown after that clip because people lost it when they saw that one. As Clyde Singleton said. For good reason. The beast, big pizza chicken for that one. Wait, what did he say? Clyde Singleton did a review, I think, for Big Brother. And he said, Jason Adams, damn, give him the big piece of chicken for that one. Nice. <laughs> I like the that. best review we got, by the way, uh, don't mean to throw any shade, but Trans World's review was, it was okay. <laughs> it was something like that. It was like, it was okay. It was all right. That was the whole review. It was like one sentence. I was like, really? <laughs> and look at them now. Yeah, right? Yeah, got, like, yeah, got them far. Like, we, we got this awesome review from Clyde Singleton. And then, like, I think Thrasher gave us a pretty good review. And Trans was like, yeah, it was all right. Well. Like, cool, man. Yeah. And Svitek had. It was beauty. You can, you can Google that if you can find it and look it up for yourself. But it was a scam. <laughs> and Svitek had the cover with his bloody teeth, which apparently yeah. that clip made him a lot of money too, he said. Yeah, well, good because those teeth didn't come out too great. Yeah. Choppers <laughs> in the front. Which is I funny can't because. Talk too much These are all fake too. Oh, I was going to say, I got two fake teeth. And I was going to say, after I broke them, I went over to the uh, that my friend's house, Punk Rock Sam, and tried to put them in a glass of milk to save them. But, nice. Yeah. but um, Mine weren't savable. They shattered like glass. No, it didn't, it didn't work out for me, too. I, I, I had to get two fake teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, I love the brand. We've mentioned here on the podcast that uh, Black Label and Zero mm-hmm. are the two brands that we allow the uh, Fancy Led Riders to rep because they're two of the most punk rock, you know, aesthetic companies that have stayed true to their brands. Right. And if they if they, if they rep any other brand besides uh, Fancy Lad <laughs> or Label mm-hmm. or Zero, they will uh, see our lawyers at their doorstep. Yep. <laughs> They will immediately be kicked off the team. Mm-hmm. One thing I got to give props to Lucero about, and this is not talking smack on any other brand or anything like that, but he's always owned Black Label 100% outright. He's never had investors. There's no silent investors. You know, when things are good, that's great. But when things are bad, John's the one that's going to be sitting there holding the banner, making sure people know it still exists. 
before this all went down, you know, when things went downhill, you know, five years ago, whatever it was, when a lot of people were having a hard time making ends meet, John went back to the garage. He was literally selling out of his garage. Yeah. And to this day, you know, I still, I got a different job that I do. I, I do different jobs, like some Hollywood stuff, but I still help out John all the time. And uh, he's still handling sales. He's still packing boxes. He's still shipping stuff. You know, so I love it. True, like you can't kill Black Label because true DIY. Just John, you know. Yeah. As long as John's alive, Black Label's alive. Yeah. Label kills. Label does not get killed. Yeah. Right. That's how I. That's how I feel about my brand. Fancy Mm -hmm. Let's Skateboard. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, never be bought, never be sold. It's not just a slogan. He he's been offered here and there, like we can get you this much money for it and stuff like that, and. It's just like, nah, dude, because you guys aren't going to do it the way I want it done. So, Well, I'm looking forward to the next Black Label video. Oh, yeah. Do you oh, think me there's... too. I hope somebody else makes it or something. Yeah. <laughs> do you think there's another full length on the horizon? Um, there could be. I mean, it's so hard nowadays because, you know, with the Internet and stuff like that, people, a lot of people just put out parts, you know. It's like, oh, is it? Because that guy is ripping, and you're like, am I going to drag all these dudes out and try to get them to do something or just and get I a just camera at the kid that's out there doing it. Just get a fresh batch of jubs, you know. <laughs> and well, just jub still jub. Actually, I just skated with him um, on Sunday. Oh, sick! Jub lives out here in California, and uh, my wife is high risk because she's got a couple of ailments, so we have to keep things really tight on the COVID front. Mm-hmm. But Jub's whole family, you know, has already had it, so he's kind of in my my immunity crew, <laughs> my, we already got clearance from the doctors. They're like, well, you already had it. You're good. So I, I go skating with Joe. Awesome. And uh, everybody else I, I can't see, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I got well, is there anything else that you want to plug? Or do you have any other questions for Patrick here? I think we pretty much covered it all. I know you were looking I mean, at I could, a lot I mean, of LinkedIn. I, I know I could ask him about his work at Mattel. Right. You know, I, <laughs> could I, ask, I could ask about your work at Mattel. Sure. Sure. What did you do for Mattel? I want to know. Uh, I don't know. Have I ever worked there? I don't know if that's what your, your LinkedIn says. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I I do a lot of freelance work. Okay, done, so you did so freelance work. I worked on okay. some Barbie commercials. and Nice. Uh, oh, Barbie. Uh, I've worked on some random stuff, man. Like, you know, I see these commercials come on, you know, LOL surprise. I'm like, oh, I've done some of that stuff which i bought I my niece get, some lol surprise stuff last uh last christmas i have no idea what it all. is but yeah it's like stuff you're supposed to open and it looks like food and candy but don't eat it because it's toxic you know right like, <laughs> are we just trying to poison kids i don't know <laughs> open this up and get a smaller more chokeable toy you're just trying to, to weed out the dumb ones yeah 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 oh, i forget what's on the linkedin yeah no i mean i've done a lot of disney stuff and everything like that um the world's weird in the film world, you know. Right. Yeah, two opposite ends of the spectrum there, too, kind of. You got Black Label, mm-hmm. and you got Disney and Mattel. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I've done a lot of tech decks. I think I'm supposed to do some more soon. I, I don't know if we still see checks for that. I don't know how many they sell, but I don't know. I was, I was thinking about reaching out to them. Got to. Um, any other crazy Omar Hassan stories, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean... Omar, 
uh, he's a unique individual. Uh, the Japan trip that we went on, that was right when I started at Black Label. Like, seriously, like, I started working for him, and then they go, do you have a passport? And I'm like, I can't, I can't pay rent, so I don't have a passport. I don't have anything. And then, uh, so they get me a passport. We go to Japan, and then on the way out there, it's like a long flight, man. It's like long, you know, yeah. know somewhere between 14 and 20-some hours. Omar is hitting on this stewardess, and he's getting hammered the whole time, just plastered. We get there, and he's all, like, swaying all over the place and stuff like that. And the guide goes, contest, contest. And we're like, what? And I mean, we just got off the plane. We're still at the airport. And he goes, yeah, we, contest. They have, like, their own X games. And we didn't even know about it. They flew out, like, remember Illenium? Like, Illenium yeah. was there, like Al Partnin and uh, Greg Lutzka and mm -hmm. all these guys for Illenium. And then, like, the Lutzka was there, so they had, like, Neil Mims and – uh, uh, King Gale. There's all these guys, and they're like, "Oh, you gotta skate this contest." And Omar is like, seriously, he's like floundering around the course and stuff like that. And he's just slamming all over, sweating profusely. It's the middle of August. It's hot as could be there. And um, finally, they start the contest. He sobers up and he wins. Wow! Because <laughs> that's the way Omar is. It's like the guy can. Every time he skates, it's a demo. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be a show. It's gonna be a demo, and he's gonna probably win your contest. And yeah. uh, he's he's just got that mentality. I used to take him to spots that nobody else wanted to skate. So if everybody's like, I don't know if that rail's sketchy, I don't want to skate that. I take the Omar to it because Omar be like, Yeah, I don't care, and just go flying down it, slam his face on the way down. He, he still got it. He's also been hurt more than anybody else on the team for sure i mean torn knees cut his whole scalp back like do you remember really? that whole thing no he scalped himself at one of those uh downtown showdowns uh at paramount studios it was on a hall of meat for thrasher one time i'll have to check that out literally oh, literally scalped himself yeah yeah i filmed that too because i it was I was just filming for us. Like they had professional camera crews there, but I was filming and they, uh, creature, like everybody could build an obstacle. Like they had all these invited teams and you could uh, build an obstacle. Creature built this thing. They called it the Darth Vader helmet. It was like this weird lump over thing. And then there was a bank over here up against the wall, but there was a door cut out of it. And you were uh -huh. supposed to crouch down, like kind of shoot the, shoot the tube and come out, skate the bank, and come back under it, and there was a uh, transition on the other side. Yeah. But then because they're creature and they want to be creepy about it, they mm -hmm. added a saw blade right there at the oh, end. Oh, Jesus. And the saw blade wasn't too low, but there was like one tooth sticking down, and that dude, Stu Graham, I saw him hit it, like on the warm-ups. He hit it and like skinned a line back down his head. Yeah. Took his knee off and stuff like that. So they moved the blade up, but yeah. it's still there. And then... Omar is coming through during the contest, and it's just chaos because everybody's going at the same time. They're like, go! And there's just uh, and uh, Tony Cervantes from Zero. Mm -hmm. He goes to do a trick, and he's coming down, and he like falls into the area where you're supposed to go through the little door. And Omar's coming through the little door, and he sees his board come down. And he stood up while he's going through and hits a two by six, and it just caught him here. 
split his scalp all the way back to like there. I mean, I'm I'm looking at his skull, just yeah. white skull. There was yeah. no, there's no muscle or anything out there. It was just all the skin was pulled completely back, and he's bald, so you can see everything. Yeah, and it's so gnarly, dude, because you just see it, it open and then just blood. You know, <laughs> it was like, oh no, just. I'm yes. looking at the camera. I go, "Oh man, somebody just got messed up." I look up. I'm like, "Oh, that's Omar. Oh crap!" It's straight out of a uh, horror movie. It literally was. Could have been we've a. We got a graphic for it too that we keep putting out. See, that's just like the uh, the moped accident there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a drawing of Omar. He looks like he's the Bones Ripper. He's coming out of like the rip, but it's the label flame, and then it's got like a skull face, but the top of his head's all just staples. I think Dave Swift took a photo of him after he got his staples put in. Yeah. It was pretty catchy. Well, I'm going to have to look up this hall of meat here. You know, yeah. it's never, it's never fun to watch people uh, almost die. Well, know? this one seems like it's at least uh, one of a kind. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he almost died, but it was, it was gory. I mean, it was a gruesome looking injury for sure. Yeah. So if yeah, you like my, looking at gore, I, I got to film some good stuff sometimes. Yeah, my favorite skate video is 911. Not Thrasher oh, 911 yeah, Emergencies. Was, the 411 released 911, which is all slams. That was brutal. Yeah. Just, yeah. A lot of knees and ankles going. What about and Ricky? Everybody loves that one where the elbow goes the wrong way. Oh, yeah. I, I've always been a fan of the XYZ video. Oh, mm. geez, meet, meet, yeah. your, meet your maker. Yeah, yeah meet your maker. They had the run of the bulls, and that dude's head came off. Like yeah, his spine was still attached. I remember we showed that uh, before at the premiere for the uh, America video for "This Is Skateboarding." The Coliseum had a premiere for that, and we showed the XYZ video mm-hmm. before that. And God, people were fucking amped after that. <laughs> what about Ricky yeah, so... Espinoza? I feel like he's the only one that we didn't mention. Oh yeah, sweet Ricky. Yeah. Well, it, it's easy to not mention Sweet Ricky because he's so quiet. He was such yeah. a quiet dude, you know. He was a quiet guy. Yeah, he would always just he would even when he talked, he'd be quiet. He'd be like, "Hey, hey, how you doing?" And you're like, well, "What's up, Rick?" He's like, "I'm gonna start doing my kickflips really low because I like the way it looks." Nice. Okay. <laughs> so if you look at his part, he all his foot tricks, he did them as low as he could because he thought it just looked cool. Like he would do like these big handrails and stuff like that, but he still looked like he was almost like bored or something while he was doing it mm. and he's a tall guy yeah he's kind of a tall guy and just hey you know do this yeah. okay yeah sometimes i forgot rick was on the team actually yeah. ricky's never been kicked off the team and i don't think he quit so he might unofficially still ride for black i'm not sure if he knows that we might see another ricky espinoza part in the near future it might be happening and tell him send in the footage i'll put it together sure i'll do a ricky part i'm gonna i'm gonna message him i'm gonna let him know yeah, sweet Rick part. I'd be down. Pretty Ricky. Awesome. Yeah. No, I just want to thank you again for being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, feel free to ask John if he wants to be on because that would be something else. I'll try, but man, I I, I know he's a huge fan of uh, of uh, the Nine Club, and I can't get him on that either. I, I think he gets nervous. Well, you know, tell him to take a test run on uh, Fancy Lad Podcast, and then maybe he'll maybe he'll feel like going on whatever this nine club is yeah. that you're talking about. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. It, but, I don't know what it is. But uh, this is this is like know. the punk rock version of the nine club. Tell him right, that. Right, That's true. Right. 
You know, actually, I saw uh, earlier today on Instagram, uh, our good friend uh, Dame Berman was posting questions and people were asking why he wasn't on the Nine Club. And he was saying he just wasn't interested in being on the Nine Club. He didn't really want to talk to those guys. He had nothing Sorry, against them. Why you got to run over old ground? Exactly. And I was like, why aren't you saying, why would I be on the Nine Club? I was already on Fancy Lad podcast. Yeah. So we had Dane Berman. Before you, um, we had uh, a, a streak of exclusively zero or heroin riders. And now mm-hmm. we're branching off into Black Label. Yep. That's nice. And uh, we so did have... Riders. Have you ever talked to Chet? Haven't talked to Chet yet. No. We did have Ryan Gallant, who wasn't on Zero. Or, oh, that's right. But oh, okay. his his son's name is Hensley, and he's named after Matt Hensley. So mm-hmm. that ties the whole thing together. So is Wade Spire's first, uh, or his, not his first kid, but his son is named Hensley. Because mm. he met his wife at Hensley's Bar, which oh really an amazing bar, and I miss it so much. Damn. Uh, Hensley's Flying Elephant Pub. It's a shame. It's a damn shame. We had a lot, a lot of industry parties at that place, and one of the best Guinnesses you'll ever have. They could pour a good Guinness. They brought in specialists to do it. Wow, it's all about the pour. Yeah, you yeah, I do it right. You got to pour because it, it tastes like trash half. otherwise. Yeah, you pour half, and you go make everybody else's drinks. You come back, pour the other half, and you're good to go. Somebody just mm-hmm. pours you a Guinness and hands it to you. Hands it to you. Send it back. Yeah, they fucked up. Yeah. yeah, you got to oh. be waiting like at least four minutes for that that Guinness. It's supposed to be at least one forty four. That's what I heard. One forty four. Yeah, you got to wait at least a minute forty four before mm. you can pour the rest. One forty four, then the four. It's a good thing to live by, you know. I'm gonna keep that in mind. I'm gonna put a timer on next time I order a Guinness. One forty four. If I ever, if I ever get pour. to order one again, but and if somebody can draw a shanrock in the top, then that's just gravy. Yeah, I usually ask for the 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 mushroom stamp on the top oh if they I, can do it somewhere they, they do that thing where they like move it and they can somehow draw it in the foam yeah, like, oh wow. yeah they do all that foam art mm-hmm. fancy fancy lad exactly yeah. patrick once again it's been a pleasure and uh yeah keep up the good work um hopefully you know uh you still get to edit a black label video i guess that's all i'll, I'll say yeah, there's there's some young rippers coming up on the team now. I mean, Patrick Ryan's pro for him, Jake Reuter. Uh, there's this uh, other kid, Malachi Montez out of Hawaii, who's awesome. So there's there's some new blood being breathed into the brand, and I know John's looking at a couple other guys and stuff like that. It's as I said, it's still all John. So you know, it's it's got to catch his catch his eye before yeah. uh, before anything can happen. Right. Well, you know, be sure to send him a link to this podcast when it comes out. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know. He'll probably be like, oh, you're kissing my butt too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. And then I think I think his song is going to, he's going to start singing a different song once he hears mm-hmm. this podcast. Tequila. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That one word song. Yeah, the one word song. Um, but yeah, I hope you have a, you know. Great holiday and a you know, great 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you too, guys, man. Thanks for having me on. This was great. All right. Thank awesome. you. We appreciate it. Until next time. Have a good one. All you right. as well. Thank you. Bye, Patrick. Uh, yeah.